0: I'm going to tell you a few stories. All we have to do is listen.
1: Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar, and with me, as always, is Ralph. That's right, Raphael. And uh, this is episode number 143. And uh, I got the movies. I got to pick the movies this time around. It's the last time I get to pick movies in 2021. Um, That's right it is. Those movies are Spider-Man, No Way Home, Nightmare Alley, and finally, Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, check those out. Anyway, you can always find this episode and all of our other episodes over at otherpodcast.com. That's otherpodcast.com. Over there, you can find everything we've done. Okay. Not to mention um, uh, marathons and whatnot. We didn't go through one quite recently, but uh, I would think last one was in uh, October roughly Go on there and uh but check it out there we have a lot of things on there we used to have a bonus uh episodes that are still on there it's really great stuff um now before we get into our usual fanfare how you been Raf? you ready for the, you getting ready for the holidays are you psyched
2: <laughs> uh yes and no i'm it's a weird one for me i gotta work every single holiday like all every the eves the days i don't oh, have anything off rest of your yeah. life no for this year for this year um i yeah also pardon my voice if it sounds a little different than normal um i'm just getting out of being sick it's been like a week long of me in and out of voice and coughing and phlegms and probably some strand of the coronavirus that i don't know about i doubt it though but whatever um that being said uh yeah i'm excited though i'm still looking forward for christmas as i always am although i feel the weather hasn't been as frightful as it should be
1: <laughs> that's funny
2: um th- thank you but uh, i am in the spirit for sure
1: how about you okay um no i feel nothing now this is my wow. uh wow. well i don't mean to so i think not not that i wanted to necessarily talk about this but it makes sense that i ask you a question and like hey what about you um you know, it's my, uh, uh, my first time living, I don't know, it's my first time living, like, alone necessarily without, you know, family around and stuff like that. It's my second year, technically, for realsies doing that. But this is my first one where I'm, like, actually alone. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel, I feels like a Tuesday, if it, I think it lands on a Saturday, actually, but it will feel like a Saturday, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, leading up to it, anyway, I'm saying, obviously, I'm not avoiding all of you, I'm definitely going to the family. But I'm just saying that it ha- I felt nothing. Um, the closest I got was uh, last show when uh, my recent discoveries had a few Christmas movies that I force fed myself just to just to not to try to get into despair. I'm not trying to fit into anything, but I just like watching something that I don't really go for. And uh, because some of them are good, I'm sure. And I enjoyed them, like I, like I said back then. And I was just trying to get into the natural, you know, the, of, of the the time of the year. But that's as best that's the closest I ever got. I have nothing red, nothing decorative at all here. I'm actually pretty broke. I can't even buy anything. Damn. Um, all those are not, not not anyone's problem. But like, yeah, it hasn't felt Hell like. Oh yeah, it felt, it's, it's still, my problem. It felt. I ain't more... getting no good present this year. I'm kidding. Just no, you're getting nothing. <laughs> That's like the worst response I could think of. Um, not, e-
2: not even a, a gift card to Starbucks.
1: Oh, just tell me what you want, I'll just get it for you. <laughs> like although anyway. this is uh, probably the last two you'll get to do. It. Um anyway, so yeah, take a bunch Uh so I really I really haven't felt it. I've been I've been here like a like a schlub, man, by myself. Um
2: No, I I feel you know in certain ways that uh work has been like I see people going on vacation, you know, where I work. Oh, right, but right. but at the same time, it's just like it feels like it doesn't feel wintery, You know, it doesn't feel Christmassy either. Um, I don't know. Maybe because of where I am, it's a new place. I'm in a new position. It could be that, and I just don't feel like I'm at I'm at I'm at home. Sort of like I felt like in other places where they felt homey. You know,
1: where <laughs> they felt homey. Well, that's the other thing about us. This isn't just me, but uh, with my family, I don't want to say so much my family, but yeah, my family as well, but mainly associates, friends, co workers, uh, all of mine, which I think include a huge part of, a huge part of yours too, Rough, mm-hmm. is that um, they'll work holiday? Like holidays is not a real thing for us, seemingly. No. Everyone so. works through them. I've, 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 other than one person, that's Jay. Actually, vacations the holidays, but he's more traditional. You know, he's hardcore traditional about that stuff. Um, he's like Don Draper. Well, he wishes he was Don Draper, but you know what I'm saying. He actually takes the holidays off for this certain time. He works his ass off until that. You know, sure. Um, but other than that, all of our friends off, and all of our friends' friends, they all fucking either work with us. Yeah, all
2: our and, jobs are require us our to work all the time. Our
1: busiest at this time today. I had the fucking longest day on the planet terrible (laughs) you were like what you're barely getting out now i'm like yeah yeah
2: it's crazy because i was like man that's so long
1: yeah um and i'm like i felt like uh, Krusty the clown um when he enters uh the Krusty burger company into the olympics and saying that for every win gold medal that the usa gets uh there's a free burger yeah (laughs) I personally will spit in every 50th burger. Yeah, that's not the part I remember. The part I remember is like, you people are pigs. Every time I, I, <laughs> I watch into the story, right? He starts crying. That's how <laughs> yeah. I felt. I'm like, can uh, you people stop? For Just give me a minute. I yeah, I moment. swear.
2: School let out. and yeah. It's crazy busy at work <laughs> oh, yeah. for me, too it's unreal. Like you see so many people coming through so many families, you know, families are like the hard people to deal with. Cause usually they're not, they're not first time travelers. They're scattered brain travelers. And you know, you're, and then people are like, well, you should give them the benefit of the doubt. I do. But at the same time, it's just like, all right, man, like if you listen to me for literally three seconds, your life will be easier, but you don't want to listen. And then you get mad at me for shit
1: that happens to you. So right. Like, it is what right. It is. right. Yeah. yeah, no, I get it. Um, it is un, un- Yeah, and we work differently, but same. It's like retail, but not really retail. Yours is not retail at all, but it feels like it is, but worse. Um a little worse, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's. It, it, I. I don't. I rarely felt real Christmas spirit. Honestly, I don't. Can't. Remember. I, I was a kid. I guess last time it really hasn't been that way. For yeah. Me. So that, this time has been, even, like I said, even more isolated, more worse, in that sense. Um, not that I'm like, oh, you know, me or anything. I'm not doing that at all. I'm fine. I'm perfectly happy. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine where I am. I'm just saying, I haven't faulted. it. Um, with that in mind, we should probably get into some recent discoveries because you got some Christmas stuff to talk about, and that's the only way it connects to this tale.
2: So. <laughs> yeah, you're not lying. What do you got? Uh, I gotta tell you what I'm doing. Oh, anyways, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> oh. the first movie I saw based on not really your recommendation, but your viewing. Um, I forgot that the movie came out completely. Is a uh, home sweet home alone? <laughs> yeah, um, it's a
1: good title, right? It's a fun title.
2: It is a fun title, and the movie was okay. I mean, it wasn't great. It wasn't horrible either. It was just okay. Um, I had fun. I had fun with the twist of like how it worked, why he was home, all that stuff. A lot of the notes from other movies. Um, you could tell they just, you know, no, oh, yeah, hundred um, percent. I just felt like, uh, and I, I agree with you with what happens with the. Uh, our are bad our so called bad guys in the movie, mm-hmm. um, and then I liked overall everything that happened. Um, it was just at one point, even though it was short, it still felt a little long. I don't know why. Yeah, um, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So besides that, uh, annoying, annoying uh, brother and family, super annoying that he has. Uh, but yeah, that's home sweet home alone. I guess if you have nothing to watch. You can watch this.
1: You know, um, I thought of better, better um, at you know like descriptors for this movie after I talked about uh-huh. it, which is just the way it goes, right? Um, and uh, I had a, a thought that maybe it feels correct. I'm just going to say it about Home Sweet Home Alone again is that it's a Home Alone movie for liberals. Ah, you're not wrong. I don't know why it just feels like that's correct, and I'm sure I could cite things, but I'm not. We're not reviewing that movie, and fuck that movie. I already forgot it. But um, yeah, just saying that. Yeah, but uh, you're middling, it's like okay, but not great. Yeah. Yeah. I was the same? Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just okay. It doesn't, it attracts your attention for a little bit, and then you lose it, and then it attracts it again, and then you're like, sure. okay. Yeah. So that's about it. That's fun for Home Sweet Home Alone. Mm. Um, and then the other movie I, ca- I saw that's a uh, Christmas, keeping the Christmas trend, is a Netflix original, or I'm pretty sure it's a Netflix original because it's where I saw it on uh, Boy Called Christmas. Mm. Um, and this one is, uh. I'll read the quick description. It's uh, in this origin story of Father Christmas, an ordinary boy, in parentheses, it says, with a loyal pet mouse and a reindeer at his side. Okay. Sets out on an extraordinary adventure to find his father, who is on a quest to discover the fabled village of Elfhelm. So, essentially, that's what he's doing. Uh, It's, I like what the story notes overall. I like the imagination of it. Um, That's, I like that, what's going on in the movie and stuff. Some of us like that. But Mm -hmm. overall, I just didn't like a lot of other things. And I, I just, like, it doesn't, some of the stuff just doesn't doesn't go well with the movie. Pretty short, sure too. It's, like, an hour and 46. Um, it does have uh, Maggie Smith in it, um, the actress who plays, um, she's telling the story to kids. Um, and, then this, and then, you know, it kind of cuts in and out. Like, oh, they talk, they talk back to the kids. The kids ask questions. And then she goes back to the story. And then it's the movie of the story going on.
1: Um, okay,
2: which that's kind of cool, and I like that. Like, I like that whole bu- that whole combination thing of going on. That was pretty cool. Um, but overall, this is uh, this is an okay movie. I still think uh, the Santa Chronicles were better. Um, if you're, I did, going I did like that originals. one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one is just uh, it's just okay. It leaves a lot of like, yeah. I get. I know it's better more for kids. Don't get me wrong, but it's just. <laughs> right. it, 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 kids are you know kids are smarter than we think it just you know it doesn't i don't know some of the stuff doesn't fit as well as it should i I suppose
1: wait wait let me quote that kids are smarter than we think said no parent except you you're betraying all parents i am betraying all parents
2: they they are smarter um so besides that uh i i mean i'd recommend it to watch it just Mm -hmm. as a brand new christmas movie but uh it's totally like can be a background movie for sure Um, for sure Okay, so that's a boy called Christmas, and then the last movie I saw that's not Christmas related at all is uh, is called King Richard, which is uh, based right. on, I guess, on your recommendation. I I was gonna watch it because I I already I already liked the biopic, like what the subjects are. I didn't um, recommend it very highly though, because <laughs> I I do like tennis. I mean, it's something that I that I've liked for a long time. It's like one of those random sports that I think you even
1: like. Um, yeah, I mean, we had a fascination like for a good three four years there. for sure um, for sure yeah we would actually go and
2: practice and stay yeah 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 um we would actually go play and you know at least have fun with some tennis um yeah we're by no means like professionals no no zero percent chance but um maybe 0.01 but the uh i mean i've i've always loved to watch u.s open french open um wimbledon you know stuff like that um Tennis movies always have gravit. I've always gravitated towards tennis movies. I don't know why. It's just one of those sports that I like watching. It's calming. It's exciting. It's a little Mm -hmm. bit of everything. Um, Yeah. So this is obviously Vinny's Serena Williams, and uh, about uh, Richard Williams, the father, uh, which you talked about before. And I dug it actually. I dug it a lot. And uh, I think you said you you. I was gonna I was gonna like it. Um, I felt like uh, they should have leaned a little harder on it. richard's assholeness in the movie the movie does an okay job of leaning into it i just felt like he was like they they played him a little bit more saintish you know like than he probably was i felt like he should have been like full-blown like listen if this is what he was is what he was it is what it is you know i know you're displaying the message that he's being a good father to them and obviously what he did he, he literally hedged the his you know his methods or his uh yeah. whatever to, his bets for mm-hmm. that, that his girls were going to be what they ended up becoming and that's cool and all but it just doesn't i just feel like it's uh what's it called um i feel like i needed a little bit more than that from like other random stuff that i've seen of like interviews with actual richard williams um yeah for sure but besides that i dug it uh the cast is great um and uh it's a cool like backstory if you didn't know anything about them and how they were raised and what happened and stuff like that it's really cool really cool movie i highly recommend it i'm pretty sure it's going to get nominated or it's been nominated for a bunch of shit already um mm-hmm. yeah so that's the movies i've been watching um oscar
1: yes okay. i start off with the movie that i was uh it was 99 cents and that's why it only means in a side here we go no, eh? i said here we go right now yeah it's called Midnight in the Switchgrass. I assume you have not heard of it. Uh, nope. <laughs> An FBI agent and Florida state officer team up to investigate a string of unsolved murder cases. This is a combination of a few reasons why I saw it. I mean, one 99 sounds guess. <laughs> I didn't even, never heard of it until I saw the offer. I didn't know this movie Right, Right. Why wouldn't you? And then, uh, and then the movie stars this is one of the, it's the second reason. movie stars... Um, and on the cover, it's funny because it has Bruce Willis in it, but he's not in it as much as you think. Anyway, it has Bruce Willis. Megan Fox is, I would say, the main actress. Emil Hirsch is the other main actor. And Lucas Haas, who, if you've seen him, you're like, oh, I recognize from stuff. Um, and this movie kind of reminds me of the way Looper got famous. If you remember, Ralph Looper uh, was famous because, um, for a lot of reasons. It's a great movie. But um, it became like a top-tier famous movie that opened in China because Bruce Willis agreed to be on it. Like, the Bruce Willis power. Alone oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I
2: did remember that. Right. It was very highly, like, uh,
1: pushed on that angle. It was very it, indie, and, and then it yeah, wasn't an indie.
2: Right. right. It, was, it a hundred, Yeah, I remember we were looking forward to it because it was of his indiness. Right. I think that's right, because of the director. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, we, and, were, like, we were fans of Brick, but no one has seen Brick. By
2: right. <laughs> like, Me and you were like, well, yeah. no, no, obviously other people... Yeah. Too, but me and you were very excited for that and then all of a sudden bruce willis is and we're like oh i mean i guess everyone's it's in watching every this movie. theater now right? <laughs> yeah all of a sudden it's like well i don't have to worry
1: about going to a specific theater to see this movie right right or, or god forbid maybe it doesn't get made or it gets made worse or god I don't know, um because of budgets I don't know what. but yeah no yeah it, this movie it looks like it's trying to do the same thing but the very fact that no one's heard of it I means it didn't succeed quite the same way either bruce willis's name doesn't quite hold the same or, um, you know, or it's just like a movie of the week. It's a movie of the week for the modern day. It makes it to, it makes it to Apple TV or VOD for a dollar if you want to rent it. And then that's it, you know. Um, but the movie's not bad for what it is. It's like I said, It does feel like a movie of the week. Um, it doesn't feel as shocking as necessarily. It just feels like uh, it doesn't have any more than what it shows. It doesn't have a lot to say really. Um, and I'm trying to be there ground level. I'm trying to be on the ground floor on megan fox which i imagine is going to be inevitable i hope so just hope so inevitable of her return to stardom um and if these these movie this movie and the other movie i mentioned i think a few shows ago uh called uh, till death the another movie she made um are going to be the starting ones that get her there you know the same way uh nicholas cage can get comebacks left and right or other people um who have been out of the limelight maybe this is hers and maybe I'm catching it as it's happening. You know, it's kind of rare to be aware of it while it's happening. So here I am watching these movies. So anyway, this is a cop, a cop thriller, serial killer movie. She's trying to look for him. She puts herself in these situations where she um, she's obviously uses her physique uh, to get the attention of this killer who uh, finds prostitutes and murders them, keeps them for a few days and murders them. And obviously in its own unique way and whatever. Um, and he uses motel rooms off interstate and truck stops and shit. So she puts herself, you know, I guess a, a you know lower key, puts herself online to see if she could find the eventually get in touch with this John, <sighs> this magical John, right? And she does find him and stuff. And it's all about getting it in time and then seeing if this is the right person. And then oh my, it's late, is it too late? But you know where it's going. And I guess it's okay for that. It feels like it should be an episode, like an episode. It should have been no more than an hour, but it's like an hour 30. But there you go. That's that movie. Check it out or not. Um, It's totally fine. It's serviceable. Next up, I saw the entire, all seven movies, I think, of the Paranormal Activity franchise. I saw them all rough. Sweet Jesus. So first of all, I was surprised at myself at how many I had seen before. Because I was like, I must have missed like God knows how many. When I found out there's a list of seven or eight of them, I'm like, Jesus, really? And yeah, that makes sense. And then I started watching them. Obviously, the first three I knew for sure I had seen because of Solomon theaters. I was I was with the hype back then. Uh, you and me, were you in the hype of that movie? Nope, uh, never no, was. It was just nope, me. Never. Got it. Um, well, I was, and I saw the first three, and I really dig the first three. I would say the first and the third are way better than the second, but still, the second's not bad. Um, and then I saw the fourth. I'm like, oh, I have seen the fourth, and I did like it, you know. And the fifth, I'm like, oh my god, I did see the fifth before, and I did like it, and I still do. Like, I still kind of enjoy it. Oh, there's some crazy shit going on here. And then, you know, and it gets worse. So the ones I have not seen, these, that are new to me, are the last two, which is a Paranormal Activity: The Ghost Dimension and Paranormal Activity: Next of Kin, which is uh, a movie that came out in this this year. It's on Paramount Plus if y'all want to see it which I don't recommend, because Next of Kin, the latest one, is by far the worst movie. It is... Uh, oh, very... thank
2: God you said that, because you know what? I almost saw it for a little no, bit, because I had It is paranormal. very nearly I
1: unwatchable. I have Paramount, but... It is nearly unwatchable. Um, it is <laughs> it is so bad. So, I'm going to describe something about the entire series. I'm just going to basically review the series and how it ended here, real quick. Um, uh, p- uh, pros and cons. So, the cons are, is that uh, the movie's Just completely uh, flagrantly, like just uh, loudly sometimes it seems, just like purposely try to just not even try to explain why they're holding a camera anymore. Forget the reason, doesn't matter why. The first three or four, they really try to make it reason. They give reasons, they give solid something. They're like trying to incorporate the very nature of the camera being there as part of the story. They drop that shit like a hot potato by the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth movie, okay? that's a big con because in the last one they're just picking cameras like you're running for your life what are you doing picking on this camera that's the same
2: it's like uh that commercial for Mm. i think daiko or something where you know they're really in a horror movie they make fun
1: of it that's funny yeah
2: they make fun of the horror movies just horror movies in general yeah they're like there's a uh, there's a car that's running right Mm -hmm. there is uh running through the cornfield or in the garage full of chainsaws oh yes yes uh, that's right i've seen
1: that one that, that was a funny one that's really yeah, that's, funny
2: yeah it yeah. is a funny one Until so you see it like 300 times and you're like this is like this
1: yeah okay. right yeah okay so that's really bad and i want you know a lot of people complain as the series like in the middle of the series like fourth third fourth fifth movie that uh, it was getting too convoluted but i always thought that it was convoluted enough like i always thought it was fun they were adding these layers now the problem with found footage of course is that they can never show you everything. That's a whole. That's why Cloverfield worked. That's why Blair Witch worked. But you can't do that in a series of movies. You need fucking answers, bro. Um, but at the same time, they were managed to just thread that line between giving you just enough but not really, you know. Um, and it was getting overly convoluted, and people were getting confused and annoyed by it. And and the reason for that is because people waited, I guess. And I'm not, you know, they're not obsessed, crazy film guys like me. So like, I knew the details more than other people who just went to the movie theaters to have a night off, you know? Um, so I get their point, but for me, I always understood what was happening. Um, that said though, uh, a big pro is that they actually did something in the third, fourth or on there um, where they, in- they included, there's a lot of witchcraft going on in this movie and demonic presence, of course, if anyone has seen the original, but um, they also added in within the witchcraftness, uh, a time paradoxal time traveling like device into the films that actually kind of makes sense. Um, I mean, don't overthink it. You have to just accept that witchcraft exists. And if you use, and if you accept that then they can time travel um, through these portals and shit and the seventh movie, the new one for me, the ghost dimension one kind of really has the apex version of that. Not that it goes great. Unfortunately, it's not a good movie, but um, they do some really good stuff though. And it, it kind of like circumvents any problem you have, any problem you have is because they time travel. And it makes sense because they explain it in the next what?
2: Movie. that's, that's kind of dope actually.
1: It is kind of dope. It's kind of like dope in a in a saw way, but in the saw, they just didn't tell you when it was before the last Saw movie. and this one, they're like, No, no, this is after that, but this other shit is happening because they're time travel And I'm like, Oh fuck, you know. And that's why um, you know, that one with the Mexican family I really liked because of the third act. I'm like, Oh shit, that's right. I knew I liked this movie for a reason. And that's why. Um, so check it out for those. But Mexican makes no fucking sense. It doesn't connect with anything. Even if they try to connect it, it would still be a, a piece of shit. So don't watch the last one. But I do recommend the series as a whole. They don't always work the same way. But the first three are by far the best. Anyway, that's Brano Activity. Let's move on here. I saw Kenneth Branagh's latest film. Kenneth Branagh, the, the famous fucking actor who did the first Thor movie. Or the first two?
2: The Hulk, Hulk.
1: No. No, he did Thor. Kenneth Branagh did not do Hulk.
2: Oh, no, no, no. You be directed?
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Was, my bad. My bad. Was he, he wasn't Hulk either.
2: No, like, no, he wasn't. He, he wasn't. Was.
1: Okay. I'm like, did I miss some great movie he did in the 70s? No, no, no. no, no, no I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Got it. Cool. All right. Uh, he's also famous for Hamlet, Henry V. Like, he's famous for a lot of that shit. He also did Murder on the Orient Express. By the way, um,
2: why is it always Henry V and not Henry
1: I? Or Henry VIII. Well, I'm saying the famous. one. I, I don't. I don't know. But um, we're in the Orient Express. Though you know, I don't know if you saw a trailer. There's another one he's making on um, for the Pierrot guy for the nope. Agatha Christie novels. Anyway, whatever. Sorry, I saw the I saw that movie theaters. Um, okay. He also played the main bad guy in Tenet, who and he was pretty much a really good asshole. I want to say. Anyway, sorry. Belfast is an autobiographical film set in guess where in Belfast in the sixties as a, he's like a little boy, and he's called Buddy though. It doesn't seem like it's really that like oh it's directly his name. This is directly how his mom acted, but it's autobiographical in the sense that he grew up there at, during this turmoil, in this particular point. Being not a Catholic, but a Protestant, as uh, as a lot of people attacked Catholics back then, um, and so on and so forth. And the movie, I feel, even though it was only like 98 minutes, maybe 110, uh, should have been shorter. Um, and I think the movie is a little too, like, it's kind of obvious what it's going for with the, the book. You know, it's kind of like Cinema Paradiso when he's falling in love with movies. Except sure. That movie is way better at showing that. And <laughs> Belfast is. Well, that's why it's is. Well, that's what why, yeah. Is. But it reminded me. There's a few scenes where, like, I think he took that from Chinnamabadi. So oh, really? Yeah, like. Hey, yeah.
2: listen, you
1: know. Yeah, and the movies in black and white. Not that that's bad. The acting is really good, though. Stellar acting. The kid. I don't know what the fuck they did to this kid, but he took something for this role because he was really good. Um, Probably, also, know. also the parents and whatnot but uh, I feel like the movie keeps uh, it finds three different things to talk about the setting, the the world, the environment of the time, the boy like growing up, right? And the parental unit, I guess, the, the family unit stuff. And then it, it shows you those three things, meaning like a scene about them, and then it recycles and does three more. And it recycles and does three more. It doesn't seem to be like a real point, and there's no real plot because of it. And I feel like ah, eh, you could have done it without some of those, you know. But uh but the movie's not bad. I definitely like, you know, overall enjoyed it. I just never would probably watch it again. And I don't highly recommend it, but as autobiographical and for acting, pretty good. So that's Belfast. Uh, next up here, I saw Netflix's Worth. Um, you know about this?
2: No, Worth? no, no. Okay. I have no clue what. Worth
1: that is. came out the week of the 20th anniversary of 9 oh. it's 11. It's on Netflix. Okay. And it stars uh, our favorite. Um, Michael Keaton. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. It, it was that- Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Uh, maybe a description. An attorney in Washington, D.C. battles against cynicism, bureaucracy, and politics to help the victims of 9-11. That's a very glowy way to put it, by the way. It's not really quite so whatever. But this movie stars uh, Michael Keaton, Amy Ryan, Stanley Tucci, Tate Donovan. A Lot of big lot like, like you know a feel yeah, well, good I'm, cast. I'm at it right now. That is a feel good cast, you know what I'm saying? Um this is a almost a paper thriller. It's not a paper thriller, but it almost feels like it is it,
2: one. I would say it looks like one. I'm sorry for the odd, but I, no. uh, it looks like one. <laughs> just I'm sorry, but just that like poster yeah. looks right. like a paper thriller. And
1: with Michael Key, you never know what you're getting either. That's what makes him really special, really. And you never know what you're getting. He could be Spider-Man villain, he could be uh, just a cool dad. We have no idea. No idea. Um of course I just combined Spider Man and uh, what was the other one? Multiplicity, right? That was in. Multiplicity. Um, that was him, right? Well, yeah. Pretty true. Him. Check uh, ask your parents kids. Uh anyway, but this is a where he plays a um a not a robotic, but a cynical, driven, ambitious, but you know, a normal Joe, normal guy overall, lawyer, uh, high tech lawyer in Washington DC. And this is about um giving money restitution, I guess. What did they call it? Something else. To the victims of nine eleven, including uh, firefighters and what, um, obviously hard boiled stuff. It came out the week of the twentieth anniversary of September eleven, so Netflix knew what it was doing.
2: Now, um, am I, wait, am I correct? Yeah. This, this, it says this, came out in twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, it does, It didn't. Um, it's probably like uh, whatever, but it came out in the United States, released to Netflix on uh, or this year. This year. Um. Yep. Um. Yeah, that's what everyone's saying. Anyway, I double checked <sighs> it myself because I saw the same thing you are saying. Um, I think maybe it was some festival or it was supposed to come out last year and COVID fucked that up. I don't uh, know. Right, yeah. I have no idea why they did that.
2: But I mean 20 years
1: later. This is I mean what's crazy. What's talk, crazy sorry. is
2: that we're we're in there's a generation that doesn't know what 911 is.
1: Well not not doesn't know but weren't around.
2: Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah. That's what Um I mean. although I did see uh tech unrelated. I did see a TikTok uh, of a girl talked um being asked. Um, what do you think of Hitler? And she's like, is that a rapper? Like, did not know who Killer was. I'm like, how is that possible? So that's pretty bad. Just saying. Yeah, that's pretty bad. horrible. Pretty bad. She was like, kind of like that rapper name, Hitler. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus, stop saying that. Um. Anyway, <laughs> get a book. Anyway, uh, this movie is solid. It feels like a spotlight, but for real life. And obviously, spotlight, I know is based on real life. But for- so I guess it's, it's very similar, except through the lawyer's POV. So, maybe not uh, as not as juicy, you know, as far as conflict and story, but to find- yeah, But it's find, Michael Keaton is the lawyer, But it's is Michael lawyer, Keaton. Right, right exactly. Now, I, w- I kind of wish to give him a little more material for him to work with. It's fucking Michael Keaton, guys. Um, Birdman, guys. Birdman. Um, I was
2: about to ask, does he have his little twitches?
1: No, not uh, really. Damn. No,
2: not much see, anyway.
1: He's a family man. He's pretty much a, a regular dem- dem- Democrat lawyer, whatever. Um, but um there are some there are some nice flourishes. I just don't like um I think the movie comes uh, becomes a little too saccharine and becomes a little too too um look how good we are, you know, kind of movie. And um I don't want to say wholesome because that's not right either. It's not wholesome. Mm. It's um but it's a little too saccharine. I think that's the best word. And mm. uh, it and it doesn't really pay off that well. I I don't think it hits a right chord for me um in the third act. But uh but the journey itself, the the, the minutiae, the details of what really happened roughly uh during this weird time in, in in the United States was fun to watch and Michael King does sell it. And Stanley Tucci when they when they're both in the same room, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I dug it for those things. And it was it has some real good morality questions, or at least one or two anyway. That, um, that's like a, a rock and a hard place kind of questions. Like, I don't know. What would I choose? Have, would, would I be in that situation? So sure. I guess for that stuff, it's pretty fun. So I, I enjoyed the movie for sure. I just didn't necessarily like how it ended and how it force fed this super nice thing. Um, it yeah. felt like it wasn't earned properly. Maybe they needed to do something, but I didn't feel it. So okay. that's worth on Netflix. Check it out. And then last but not least, I saw Paul Verhoeven's latest film. Benedetta, which is um, it's in French. <laughs> yes, it is French. It is a French movie. Um, I don't know if it's actually a French movie, but it's set in France. They all speak French. They're French actors. So I'm going to go with that. Okay. Um, although the name sounds uh, Italian as fuck. Uh,
2: it says none in Italy.
1: None in Italy? They're speaking French, though. Well, See? What do I know? French, Look at that. Maybe you're right. Maybe Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. They definitely didn't put a map in front of me. Um, this movie stars Virginia Efira, Charlotte Rampling, the late and not great, Charlotte Rampling, because she's, no, wait, the great, not late. I said that backwards. Uh, Daphne Patakia, I, was about like, I fucked that up. I'm sorry, in the I, fuck face. Fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I fucked good. that up in my head. No, no,
2: hey, I'll let you recover before I fucking do this. Thank,
1: you. Thank <laughs> you. No, no, I, I appreciate it. And this movie also has, um, you know, it has the Merovingian from the Matrix movies, by the way. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, playing a, a not a pope, but a vicar, whatever, a high-end pope guy. um, yeah. pretty, pretty smart me. Anyway, Parver Holman directed this film. Obviously, that's kind of the reason I saw it, and Charlotte Rampling. Um, Parver Holman's super famous in the 90s and 80s for doing Robocop, Showgirls, Starship Troopers, Total Recall. Like, this is that guy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you know, it's he's all about controversy, pushing the limits. He's like David Cronenberg, except not with horror. Um Pushing as far as it can go and obviously making people pissed off at him. That's what he did a lot in the 90s, guys. And he's oh, he still did doing Al, that. also. He also did Al. Um, yeah. No, he's, and he's definitely not stopped. It's just that he's definitely, you know, done a lot less of them. He's, he's older, you know, he's, his time is basically gone. Not time, but, you know, sure. his heyday is gone. No, no, no. I, I know what you want
2: um, I know what you're about.
1: And uh, I like watching those movies, actually, when the Hades of a director uh, is gone and they come back with, you know, something else or a passion project of this. Usually it turns out really interesting, even if it's not good. It's always interesting. I saw his latest, Tricked, which I really liked. And that was that was definitely like, oh, Muddy Waters, bro. I don't know if I would do that, you know, kind of situation. This one's not no different. Uh, this takes place like uh, in the 17th century in Italy, apparently not France, but whatever. Sorry. Um, and this movie is about a nun Benedetta, who becomes uh who, let's say a lot of things happen. This movie's about a lot of things. Uh almost all of it related to um Jesus Christ, the religion, the time period, uh being a woman in this time period, being uh in power, how does it feel like relinquishing, taking away, punishing, getting power? A lot of that's in there. Um a lot of these things, iconography, it's about symbols, about dreams, it's about visions our vision's real, what people thought back then, how easily people were duped, how not easily people were duped compared to today. A lot of that stuff is in the movie. None of it is, like, necessarily, like, more than the other. I think whatever you watch the most of, like, whatever your personality kind of fits, uh, you'll probably see the most of that, you know?
2: Hmm. I don't think we hear a lot about the 17th century, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. And I don't know if it's based on anything real. I don't think it is. But the movie goes places that if you are I mean, if you are secure in your religion, you're going to be fine watching this movie, and I actually recommend it for that kind of person.
2: It, it is based off a book, apparently. So
1: yeah, uh, I didn't look into it. Um, oh, I
2: just what it says here. So
1: cool, I believe you. Um, but uh, but this movie is like um, you know, it's like a, a modern day uh, The Last Temptation of Christ. I could see that. Obviously, nowhere near as famous because that Last Temptation of Christ wasn't nominated for a lot of things, and it got like banned in I don't know thirty countries. Um... But this is like that in the sense of like how it really, really like not like not like calls up all Catholics or or, or or whatever or Christianity into question. It does that, but it's not meant to do that. It's like not just meant to do that. It's meant to show you these other things, the hypocrisy of things, you know, the way the power structure works and the exchange of power within the systems of both nuns and vicars with the men and boys, whatever the men and women. Uh, sure. In both sides, but mainly the women's side because it's only basically through Benedetta's point of view, most yeah, that's of the movie. Good.
0: That's good.
1: Most of the movie. And Charlie Rampling plays her, I forgot what they call it, I'm sorry, her main nun, nun prime, whatever they call it. Um, sorry. Pride. I just remember. Okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> I probably time. just
2: the head nun or something.
1: Yeah, probably. It's just more fun to say whatever I said.
2: No, Yeah, um, 100% unique, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I- and next, uh next time i go to mass i'll make sure i ask for the nun prime
1: nun prime please do, <laughs> please do that and tell them it's from me yeah. um you them know, that blessings from oscar <laughs> uh yeah and the movie is uh, it's really kind of hardcore it goes into sexuality quite lot. Bo- quite a lot it earns it though it doesn't start right away i mean there's some stuff for sure, but like it, it fucking earns it. Halfway to the movie, like, oh yeah, it naturally progresses, of course. And um, and Paul Homan does not shy; it doesn't. The movie don't shy, um, away from it. And in yeah, fact I'm not, kinda a, pushes I'm not you, afraid.
2: What's what's funny because like, um, yeah, when you think about the movies he's made, uh, like even with RoboCop, RoboCop says a lot about.
1: Oh yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's a very, I, it's a big deal.
2: No, just, uh, yeah, everyone I, just I,
1: enjoys well, the shooting Robo. Because,
2: oh, you know? of course it is. No, but it's funny because like as a kid watching it i was like obviously just you know fucking but cool right um and then like watching it as an adult you know you're like
1: it's like about shit? socialism communism uh, it's about police states and, and, and like, yeah
2: and you're like man this movie's so fucking good <laughs> it really like is. it's even better than you thought like you know
1: yeah. and it makes you feel even more sad when they remake I fucking didn't understand that at all and yeah I mean, yeah thanks movie um yeah, this movie is all about that. And I I, I really highly recommend it. I enjoyed it um, it's, as much as you can enjoy some of these cringy scenes that happen in the movie as well. Um, and no, I'm not going to do the Luke thing and say, like, man, those lesbian scenes were so hot. I'm, yeah, they were. But, like, it really, I was watching. I'm like, I was not going like, well, I mean, I was all going a little bit because I'm a man. But, um, but it was also like, oh, oh, movie. Uh, why are you doing this? Yeah. Even I was feeling it. And I'm not really that religious, guys um so but i was feeling oh oh we're not show yeah, this to my mom but your mom raised um,
2: you right that's why
1: yeah probably it's probably just the programming uh oh, but I, I felt it and then when they bust out that statue not spoilers here but like i'm like okay all right movie all right Verhoeven. you did it again it's good to, it's nice <laughs> you to did know. it again you still got it all right um so yeah i recommend it it was a, a fun experience and that is it for our recent discoveries We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review the the biggest movie of the holiday uh, season here. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Stay with us.
2: Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has
0: felt normal. That was when you found out. that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. From every universe. Hello, Peter.
1: I'm sorry, what was your name again?
0: Dr. Otto Octavius.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? With Spider-Man's identity now revealed, Peter asks Dr. Strange for help. When a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Overall not a bad title. Uh but description I mean. Uh Spider Man No Way Home. This is the concluding the trilogy. I'm not I'm not saying there's no more after this, but it kind of feels like it concludes a trilogy of sorts. Talk more about that. Uh this movie obviously stars Tom Holland, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch, JK Batalon. Batalon? I think so. Uh John Favreau. And then we have um I would say these are not spoilers. Are these Polish? Name I, the mean, villains? I, think
2: they, I think they are, actually. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, then we won't smile them. Um, bunch of villains. Marissa Tomei, Tony Rivalori, Benedict Wong, and Grace Rice. Rice. Um, yeah, I'll stop there. And this movie is directed by John Watts. Uh, I think he's done the other ones as well, or most of the other ones, and Chris McKenna written by. Um, okay. This is an interesting film. I'm going to start with you, Rolf, on this one. Because um, I have a feeling you have a lot to say here. And I'm gonna have you have the first pitch. The first pitch. What do first you think? Pitch. Um all right,
2: Spider-Man. Uh mm-hmm. great title. You like the? Um, you
1: like how they included home and in all of the I did. Yeah, I did. Homecoming, I did.
2: Correct. uh
1: Far From Home, right?
2: Far from home and then no way home, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um it worked out, yeah. Uh I gotta say, um I I have always liked Spider-Man and um as a as a hero, as a character, as a movie. I don't think I've hated even Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man. I didn't hate. I just, you know, fell short, in my opinion, for compared to what I've seen, right? Mm. Um, I I I just don't know how to say that. I think this is like Probably the best Spider-Man movie. I've ever <laughs> 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 it's, just, it's just like so hard not to be. It's don't get me wrong. I I I love the other Spider-Man movies also. Um, I I love the Sam Raimi ones. Um, I especially love Part Two. Um, and then uh, I I, I dig uh, Homecoming a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like the uh, Far From Home also. I I I think it was uh I, th- I think I still preferred Homecoming. Um but yeah man, I dug the crap out of this movie. Uh, it's such it's such a good film. Uh, plot wise, story wise, um, acting wise. I think acting wise is fantastic. I think um I think we see a lot in uh, Tom Holland, to be honest with you. I think we've seen him grow a lot. Um, he feels like he feels like he doesn't age. He feels very um <laughs> who's that actor? Yeah. Um,
1: um oh, All I don't that- know okay yeah
2: i go yeah. it feels like i it feels like he's been like frozen i you're, you're still young also as an actor but like it feels like he's been frozen like in time like he has like maybe he's been like a little bit less baby faced um but even then like it's just it doesn't feel like he's getting older um it was just super small and then uh i i just dug where the whole movie went and it uh i, mean, literally I I was happy. I was giddy watching the movie. I just mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't felt like that in a movie theater in a long time. My movie theater was was packed to the like. I, I think there was like three seats open.
1: It was hard to yeah. I was surprised <laughs> I got a ticket, honestly, cause I saw it honestly because it's hot Thursday.
2: Yeah, I saw it Thursday also. I you know what I needed to see it on Thursday because if I didn't, I think it.
1: Oh well, yeah, I had limited chances.
2: I literally talked to one person on Wednesday on Thursday about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go see it today." And then the guy was like, "Oh, I saw it. Yeah, I have a bootleg version that came out last night." I saw it, and I was like, "You couldn't wait like ten more hours?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's pretty well, that's like exactly what I said to him, and he's like, <laughs> "He starts laughing," and he was like, "No," and I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, all
0: right then.
2: yeah." Uh, but besides that, uh, it's yeah, I I dig a lot of the stuff that's going on. The dialogue's fantastic. I I mean, I literally want to applaud and shake Marvel's hands, like whoever is you know, at Disney Marvel whoever Marvel whoever the hell is running whoever the hell running it over there, but you know is uh doing a fantastic job. I'll tell you that right now. And um whatever they they did to make this happen, um and how they did it and everything, I just I mean, I I got it's like a chef's kiss almost, you know? Like it's mm-hmm. just it's just uh really really well done and I'm I'm very curious to see and I'm very uh, excited to see um what's it called uh the future of uh Marvel in general um especially obviously with Spider Man and uh yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just, uh, I, I dug it a lot. It was, uh, it felt so, I don't know, it felt so, so Spider-Man. Like, it felt like the character was, like, so true to its person um, from everything that I've known about Spider-Man, you know? Mm-hmm. The quirky, awkward humor, self, you know, like, all this, all the things that I know about Spider-Man, the person who he is, you know, like, everything. It felt so good um, as a character himself. Um, and I love the fact that we, I think we're so internal to it um it it, it didn't feel it didn't feel like uh, um hammy it didn't feel like ugh, again it didn't feel like you know like you get that from um, from Batman movies a lot I think besides spider-man we get Batman a lot right Batman is the we have a lot a lot of them. yeah and then let's say spider-man is a close two
1: um i would say um, no i think there's a four there's like a top four final yeah. four i, I was Spider- yeah, yeah. I was Spider-Man, like batman Super- wolverine superman. and superman
2: yes yeah, so, yeah i figured you were gonna say well superman um yeah. i forgot about wolverine but they've only had four movies for wolverine they've no, had like, i
1: feel like we've had more we've
2: had... N- well i'm saying four like single movies you know what i'm saying okay sure all right um 'Cause if we had to talk about that, then we have like nine or something
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, but he was like the star in all. I mean he, he feels was just like kind like of water
2: the first he, X-Men movie. No, I know, I He does feel like he's that, like our yeah.
1: introduction to the X-Men. No, no, you're right. You're right. hundred <laughs> percent right, right. You're so, hundred uh, right.
2: Yeah. But uh I feel like standalone movies. Um you got Superman, mm-hmm. you got Batman, you get Spider Man, you know. Um and then yeah, I guess Wolverine would be the
1: next one. I mean, Harley Quinn is trying super hard to catch up. She numbers.
2: really is. I give, yeah. give her props for that one. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I it's just, yeah, I'm I'm very happy. Uh, I was, like I said, it was just, it's, it's, it's the, I would say it's, if you're watching a movie this year in theaters, if you're like, oh, COVID or what, I, this is the movie.
1: This Oh this yeah, this is, is by the far the most proud, crowd going movie I watched. Uh, I the mean, best one, give
2: it to Yeah, you. for sure. It was, best it one. was great. It was mm-hmm. great um so I mean, also how's that ep-
1: the epidemic really fucked that up for the other movies but this really oh, picked up
2: for sure yeah i was yeah yeah i mean it's just fantastic i'm gonna go see it again i'm gonna go take it take leo to see it even if he doesn't like it i don't care i'll watch it
1: myself. i don't even share this you're an excuse for me to watch <laughs> this again
2: I can't yeah i mean i'll watch it again so yeah that's uh but Daddy, that's, my
1: eyes really hurt <laughs> right <laughs> right that's my take on it um, yeah you don't say uh yeah so um not not that i mean this is just fun for me guys but i like ranking fun stuff like this so i would say that um in the pantheon of superhero films which which i have always kind of like oh, no. kind of like put my nose up against because like i never think that uh i never not never think it's not impossible to make an amazing superhero film or a superhero film that makes you think and all these other things right um it's just generally kind of hard because it's just entertainment fodder. There are escapism fun um, at the best and at the worst, they're nonsense and they make your head hurt. Sure. Um, You know, I'm looking at you green Lantern and X-Men origins, Wolverine, whatever it's called. Um, But, you know, uh, and, but, you know, uh, I would say that uh, out of all the superhero films, uh, maybe it's in the top 10. I would say this new one, Uh, this movie fucking slaps. Pretty hard, actually. I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I was with the crowd, and, and that scene. Um, within the Spider Man, Spider Man movies, um, um, my number one movie was uh, Into the Verse, Spider Verse. That movie, that movie trumped, finally like out, outclassed Spider Man Two, from the Sam Raimi trilogy. Yeah. that was my favorite for a long time. And and now and they got knocked down to second place by uh Miles Morales fucking animated, awesome fucking movie. Um and I was thinking about this movie and how it ranks to the to those to those two, right? Compared. Sure. And I would say that this movie falls solidly in the second place. It beat out Toby Maguire's number two, mainly because of how well they reflect on each other. But Miles Morales is still number one, Spider-Verse for sure. Um still. But man, this movie is high entertainment. This is entertainment so calibrated for literally people that watched all of these movies in theaters were either happy or disappointed by them. Doesn't matter if you were there, you were there. And like it makes you feel like I'm so glad I am not too young to have watched these movies and I'm not too old to have missed them. Like, oh. it really kind of hit. It's almost nostalgic, but it really kind of is. And I know it's 20 years ago with the Sam Raimi, but like the Andrew Garfield, not so long. And I oh. still felt that, you know, still felt that twinge of like, not nostalgia, but it's almost nostalgia. Right. It's like an update, you know, sure. it's yeah. like a weird emotional update. And it manages to um, really pay attention to these things in such a way that I kind of found like, I don't know how they could do that, but they're kind of doing it. Right. And I'm like even though a better movie would have been served for the character of Peter Parker. And I'm talking about Tom Holland's Peter Parker. If, um, if they didn't include these um, external forces, let's say um, so much, but yeah. it was those things that kept me going so hard. I wanting to know more that, uh, and, they, and, they, and they, and they, and they managed to like do so well with them that I didn't mind that, um, that time was taken away from Peter Parker um growth, let's say, because there's gonna be another one for him. Um there will be more of Spider-Man, you know, with this machine called Marvel. It's not gonna stop anytime soon. And Tom and Tom Holland's definitely got that thing with an iron fist, iron key, whatever, iron grip. And um he's not leaving anytime soon. There's more time for that. But I really love how they, they they really did a really good job with this movie. And the best thing that they did, I think is to step away from the MCU. In this yeah. movie, um, that's almost a spoiler, but not really. Yeah, I'm trying to be vague, but they kind of made this movie a Spider-Man movie. It right. wasn't; it never felt like a Spider-Man movie before. Like the second movie, the last one, Spider-Man: yeah. uh, Far From, Home, Far from with, Home. uh What's his name? Um, Daniel Darko guy. Uh, I forget his name. The main bad guy you know, outing him as Spider-Man at the end of that. That was really badass. That was cool. That was a cool way to end that movie. Just like in, the, in that first movie, uh, Homecoming, it ends mm-hmm. with May at May finding out he's Spider-Man in that kind of funny uh, last moment. And this one is more like, holy shit, you know? Right. And then we had a lot to say about technology, right? And uh, fake news and shit like that. But it never felt like it was a Spider-Man movie. It is, but it never felt that way. No. N- these movies have never felt that way. And that's one of the downsides, I would say, of the Marvel Sony combining forces thing. I would um, say so, yes. You know, and that's to mention we got his introduction with a Captain America movie, you know. Right. You know, so like it was never him. And they finally did it in this one. And I think that they made the right choice. It's like they really did the right choices here. Um, I think we're dancing on quite a lot, but I want to mention a couple of things before we get into spoilers. Sure. One is uh your what do you think of the relationship between him and uh, mj uh
2: the relationship
1: yeah in this movie
2: um i i think it's a uh what's it called it's a cool like um it's like it, you you're seeing the the flower starting to bloom kind of thing you know like you're seeing like what their potential could be you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. Uh, it's like still early, early stages of the relationship of like them getting to trust each other a little bit more, um, and stuff like that. But at the same time, it feels like, it feels like, you know, they're, they're, they're doing the right things faster than other people would have done. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, being honest with each other and telling each other stuff like that, you know, and trusting each other and stuff like that. That's like, that's, that's good stuff. Um, and it feels, uh it feels good i thought it was uh, i thought it was uh, a good relate a good good relationship to see overall um almost like if they knew each other really well because they technically do you know they're friends already from beforehand and stuff like that so
1: Mm -hmm. well in the first one not so much there were still kind of more acquaintances but yeah oh yeah yeah of course classmates. right Mm yeah um see i i think that maybe the the biggest problem of the movie is that but it's such a like again, they, they do it's a lot of course correcting in the course of the movie that requires spoilers that I won't get into yet. So, but I'll say that I was starting to enjoy the relationship because they had just started, really. The right, end yeah. of two and the first act of three is really the best we get. Yeah. It feels like it's too short. No, I, I, Shortly, I do agree with you, yeah. Like I would say that Toby Maguire had the best time with oh. his love life.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, I would say 100. percent Of course, I think they make the the, They make a big. Even film in just
1: even in just part one alone, his no, planning yeah, for no, her I, was is still way more than we get in any of the other movies.
2: <laughs> no, I I agree with you 100. Yeah, but I I just, that's why I said it's like it feels like you know this is just starting. Yeah, um, they're in those like relationship, like oh well, you know, mm-hmm. like they're like uh, being cordial with each other to a certain point, but then it just like it's like, been, they start, yeah yeah they start getting. Yeah. Com- comfortable, you know, to to tell each other things.
1: For sure, for sure. Um, all right, let's get into spoilers immediately because, like I said, the the thing that I barely think is spoilers, it's, it kind of kicks off in the start of uh, second it's, act. You know, so it's so. not
2: really that much of a spoiler, I guess. It's,
1: no, no, I guess. It but was no, no, but but okay. we want but to freely talk about it. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's 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 the honest truth. Yeah, I think. We and and I know, I know a lot of this was already spoiled with trailers. Right. And there's I like a two tier spoiler relating spoilers. to something else. Right that I'm so glad I didn't know even though the internet kind of did tell me Um, and I would have expected it anyway but still I didn't really know Um, anyway so it's going to be spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home starting right now
2: there are others out there we need to send them back so
0: Scooby-Doo this crap you know all this is kind of your mess I know a couple of magic words myself starting with the word please please Scooby-Doo this crap Flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. Don't. Look, there has to be another way. There isn't. are a danger to our universe. You're not going to take this away from me.
2: You are struggling to have everything you want
0: while the world tries to make you choose.
1: This is all my fault. I can't save everyone.
0: starting to come through and i can't stop
1: them okay so they bring in they bring back all these actors and good paycheck yeah. day um Great paycheck. jesus they brought them all um <laughs> amy foxx william defoe alfred molina dude come on that's a big that's a big cast this yeah is a, this is a big cast. i was
2: i was like are they bringing back are they gonna actually bring back Willem Dafoe? I was like, no way.
1: And I was and they did. Yeah, they did. And he is obviously the best worst villain of them all. Right. Because it's Willem Dafoe. He did the lighthouse. Oh, and fifty thousand other movies where he plays like weird fucking assholes. Um and obviously I'm exaggerating. He plays a lot of different kind of people, but I'm saying he's such a such unique actor. Riff. Um man, okay, I don't know where to start with this, but they, they introduced the multiverse. Now, they introduced the multiverse before and other things. I think Shang-Chi. No, not Shang-Chi. No, it wasn't. I don't think so anyway. <laughs> but I, through, through Doctor Strange and through some other means, I forget what it was. Probably through the, through the Power Stones and shit somewhere in there. Sure. Um, yeah, Infinity Stones, sorry. I meant to say. Um, they, they,
2: talk, they did talk about it also
1: in uh, the Loki show. The Loki, right. Thank you. I knew it was something big. I was like, what is that big thing? The Loki show, Of course. Loki introduced that hardcore. As a matter of fact, it's like a whole rift going on now. Correct. Um, So introduced that hardcore. So audiences knew, you know, not to be, oh my God, what is that? Even though I would have understood right away, but I'm the film geek here. So obviously I would know. Um, But uh, yeah, they introduced all this stuff. Dr. Strange. I can't wait for his next movie. It makes me more excited. Actually, his inclusion in this movie to what's in store for him next time. It's going to be fun. Um, for sure, I can't wait to see um, the in the mouth of madness, whatever it's called. Um, but man, introducing the villains was a great way, and to a great way to like not only have the concept of the multiverse, but also to like start to put a finality to those other Spider-Man movies franchises. I think what this movie does is that it puts to bed all of the other Sony properties of Spider-Man, <laughs> you know, obviously it really does end up with when they, when they, when they bring back Andrew Garfield, and Toby Maguire, that's yeah. when it really starts, yep. but it really begins with, but it also begins with these villains. Like it doesn't yeah. get serious. Like, you know, now we're serious, you know, that whole anime trick thing. Uh, it's that's, that happens when the Spider-Mans come in, but when the villains come in is when it actually starts. So, um, what do you think of all this? Like, like, were you like overloaded with like, what? Uh, uh,
2: so no. like the villains coming in, mm-hmm. uh, I, it was a, like a oh, what the that's awesome, especially how they came
1: in and how it worked out, and also uh, how easily they were dispatched.
2: Right? Yeah, but in, in a funny, way, in a way, in, in a way, in a way. Yeah. What mm-hmm. What's funny is that uh, what's it called? <laughs> I, I found it funny how uh, how calm the public was do you remember watching uh oh, like these, yeah so I do you remember watching that. like the you know the toby mcguire movies and like there's kind of like mayhem going around all the time right like oh, oh shit we gotta get out of the way oh my god like this isn't that
1: yeah new york had only been attacked like once or twice by then
2: right so that's toby Maguire,
1: they're right? pros right now
2: <laughs> these guys are pros these guys are like yeah get okay, all right cool like i'm way out
1: This is get out of the way This us okay. get out of the way
2: that's it don't worry about Call it. my insurance my car oh, exactly, again. right exactly you know, whatever yeah. <laughs> I call it call work late. There's a big battle going on. on. They don't even
1: really, really say I want to watch anymore. They're just like, I'm oh, just watching the news. They have better watch, cameras anyway. Yeah,
2: right, exactly. It was just, and it, I, I found that very interesting uh, yeah. because especially with that one scene with the with the lady, the the, the admissions lady, she was like calm. Like once she was, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it was like, Really weird. Like it felt weird, but it right. Felt like it normal. almost
1: it almost was off putting actually, but it was it fine. Was a, almost yeah.
2: off putting, yes. yes. Um, and I will say something. I did almost roll my eyes mm-hmm. when uh, the the actual plot of the of the movie starts, which is uh, obviously the the villains coming in as a part of the movie. But what they want to do, which is um, he wants to like save them, right? He wants to redeem mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah. Uh, say fix their issues. What's their issue? Sandman has. Uh, we forgot about Sandman, by the uh, way.
1: Oh no, uh, I forgot Thomas, the lizard too. I didn't mention
2: the lizard. Tom, Thomas Hayden Church and Reese Fonts, who's Doctor Connors and Flint SM. Mm-hmm. Um Anyways, the um, like you, you see, try to fix Sandman. Trying to fix uh. Alfred Molina, you know, trying to, or Dr. Otto Octavius, trying to fix trying to, trying to <laughs> and fix everybody.
1: They, when they're like, what's your name? And they're like, right.
2: Oh my God, it's oh so funny. Yeah. But, but like trying to fix them and you're like, but why? Right. And you're like, well, and it's funny because that's like that's that's something that only this Spider-Man would think to do. And like, and not that the other one wasn't trying to help in any of their other movies, right? Um, other spider man but it's like the The unwillingness of like never giving up. It's like, dude, we saved the universe in this universe. Like we've saved, like the the universe has been saved and we've blinked, blipped back and we've done this and we've done that. Like, you know, like so much has gone on in this world, right? In this universe that they're like, yeah, of course, why wouldn't we be able to do that? It's very much like, why wouldn't we be able to do it?
1: I mean, they're not only from a world like the the Garfield and Maguire are not only from a world that where there is no Thor and Loki realities, but there's also no magic. Right. Seemingly. Granted, seemingly. seemingly. seemingly, seemingly. I'm going to go with for sure, because they didn't make any more movies with them. So therefore is for sure. Um, (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like. It is such a mind boggle to know that I mean, one of my favorite things about Spider-Man from the very beginning, I mean, from the comic book times from the 90s, when I was like watching the, the animated cartoon series on Saturday mornings and uh, reading the comic books, yeah. um, is that he is that street level, awesome, relatable superhero yeah. that that also cross swords with the intergalactic yeah. crazy shit out there from the yeah. big boys. He managed to somehow be both. Yeah, you both. You know, yeah, not not as much, as much so. with the big stuff, but like, but, also, but he was on a first name basis with the uh, Silver Surfer and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. well, he's yeah. he's yeah.
2: that like he's that he's that strong and smart. You know what I'm saying? He's that strong and smart, but he's so humble and right. so
1: just. I was gonna say virtuous. Know. Yeah, he's definitely like
2: yeah, vir- for sure virtuous. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's just like also like uh. You know, he has his area that he prefers to be in. Basically,
1: yeah. His core um, memory is Uncle Ben dying, and that means a lot. Like, it really serves up as entire a hundred percent. But I did, feature,
2: like, uh, yeah. I, as I was saying, I did roll my eyes though when they when mm-hmm. he goes like, "We're gonna try to save these people," right? Because uh, like,
1: us in the sea, we're flawed. We're not gonna do, we send them back. Who gives a shit? You know, like right. Uh, all
2: of us like, are just like, well, like, dude, just send them back. Like, it's none of the. You to talk to Saints, you're
1: like, hey, you know, it's okay.
2: But yeah, and you know what's funny is like, I like I. I don't understand it. Like in, in my, my, my lizard brain or whatever, it doesn't understand that. Right. And it's just like, um, and it's like, I don't get it. And I like, well, that's what, that's what we would do. And I was like, I, okay, I guess, but like, you're really going out of your way. Like, it's literally none of your business, like yeah. literally none of your business. It's literally not even like ever going to affect you ever like in life, you know, like they're not in your universe ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, so, it's not about why should you care but it's just like it, it is that you know and it's yeah it's really weird it's very much dr strange is like well you gotta let them let them be like they're technically like had he known they were dead already like would it would have mattered yeah right like in a weird yeah. way i guess right um yeah i don't know but, it's yeah which i don't know we'll talk about that in a different light I, mean, it, but.
1: I i would say one one thing that happens before the villains come in before the spell gets all fucked up yeah. um is that I don't I don't necessarily like the way the conflict started. I don't I think that I felt a little um a little stilted, um a little too maybe comic booky or too kid. Yeah, felt too much of a kids movie. Not just the way he broke the spell. Like oh man, I forgot about anime. I'm like, fucking say this before. Yeah. Um, you know, but like getting there, you know, like the notion of like you never called anyone to see if like you can. I don't know. Hey, I'm Spider Man. Can you just let these my friends in? They're, they had nothing to do with it. You know. Um, not just calling them in advance to do that, but also, like, feeling like there's no choice but to go all out on some magic thing that you don't yeah. understand. I, well, what's like, funny is
2: that it, So, I actually like that in the movie because it feels... Like, it makes him look like, dude, you're you're only 17. Like, you're only 18 or whatever, you know? Like, I, you're yeah. so young that you yeah. just don't understand. I'm talking him. about you, Doctor Strange. <laughs> no, uh, you, you, as you should be talking about, but you know what? Yeah. And he... And in Doctor Strange's defense... You're literally looking at Spider Man, right? Who is the who, who literally helped save the world? I, like, I think his puppy
1: dog eyes was too much for him to resist. It
2: wasn't the puppy dog eyes thing. It's literally he looks at him, he goes, Oh, yeah, of course. Like, whatever you need. Like, I, in my brain, going, like, I know you're a smart. And you know, capable individual. So we're gonna go ahead and do this. And he doesn't look at him as a kid. He looks at him as a, as, a, as just a person. You know, like in his brain, he's like, well, he obviously did all this, or else he wouldn't come to me until so he tells him. He's like, how did you not do that? Like, yeah, you no. Know, nah, not
1: saying it doesn't work. It's just saying it kind of barely works, and it feels a little no, like childish. Don't get me
2: wrong. It, obviously, it, it, it's more like service for us. I would say, yeah. Um, and I guess it does a little, kind of barely work, but it's it's still done like.
1: No, no, I, I regret nothing of what happened oh, i regret after. nothing no,
2: no 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 it was not but, funny yeah, enough yeah. to where just like he's literally rewriting the spell like five times because he's like okay and this person you know yeah um, it's just and that's that's funny because like i like how even him is just like let me just get this out of the way but he's also gung ho about just getting it out of the way that he kind of fucked up instead of waiting and asking him all these questions beforehand you know it works yeah. both ways so it is obviously. I think it falls more on Doctor Strange's fault, dead Spider Man, in my opinion, because he's the one doing the spell.
1: So. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and like I said, that scene where he's like forgetting all the, you know, the friend and the Zendaya and you know, um, oh, no oh, MJ. Um, that was. I mean, it, it was it was fine watching it, but it did, it was a little gringy, like ah uh, whatever, um, but whatever. I bought through it. I fought through it, and. um yeah, and then so underst- understanding the core of Spider-Man is very different because their movie is also right. You know, it's not saying that Tom Holland's Spider-Man is necessarily more virtuous or whatever. He's definitely more naive, maybe, yeah. than DeAndre Garfield slash Tobey McGuire. And I'm not just saying because they're older, because clearly time has passed for them. They're definitely in their 20s, 30s or whatever. Sure. Um, when they get tr- sucked into um the movie's timeline um but also like back then it was in the last minute ditch effort like after doing all this after trying to get them to see after trying all this you know the the city's about to explode uh Aunt May's about to die you have to stop this maniac from killing that's why they end up killing them and they usually kill themselves honestly from their own greed or whatever they right they don't actually I think um Right, I think Doctor Doctor was dies that way, right? And I know that with his own glider, he, you know, uh, the Green Goblin kills himself, right? It's like, it's like all these things are kind of more poetic. They're more yeah. experienced. No,
2: no, no, no. Well, a hundred percent, way more experienced. And any right. degree, in every way, no. It's, it's just
1: that they it, they weirdly get a second chance. They yeah. re- it's like time stops. But,
2: but but it is it is very much so. Like yeah. they are trying to save these people, right. and they just don't succeed.
1: How many people have gone back to watch those movies like this week or? Probably a lot. Probably Probably a lot. I would I would say
2: I I would say there's a bump in sales for those movies for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. Probably our viewers on um, wherever they are streaming. Right. If there are. Um, Yeah, for sure. It kind of retroactively, you know, some movies make other movies worse depending on where you're watching them. This movie kind of makes those movies a little better. It makes you want to rethink about them, even though none of it was pre-planned that far in advance. It makes you kind of like have a fun time fantasizing about that. Uh, right. I can only imagine it. I have not seen those movies again. But anyway, just thinking out loud there. Um, a very interesting way. And, and a very interesting way to like, it has like that new age. I don't want to say liberal because it's not, that's not, I don't want to make a political thing out of it, but it has a new age thought process of uh, how we look at villains, because on one hand, Spider-Man has had some of the most iconic villains of all cinema and, and TV. Um, all of them from Fisk. To yeah. Carnage, to Venom, to this, to the ones we met in this one movie, um, yeah. all of them, and more iconic, arguably, other than Thanos, than almost all of the MCU movies, because that's one of their biggest problems, in my opinion, is the villain stuff. They work hard on the heroes, they kind of skip on the villains. Yeah, I agree. In um, this movie, it's not about that because it kind of harnesses the old movies to get you there. You know sure. already. Um, but, you know, this movie is about, guess what? Rehabilitation. It's about working with them, rehabilitating, helping these, these villains. These out of control, super stylized, old, OP as fuck villains. You know? And a, that's an approach I have not seen. And I got to give the movie something for that. Because yeah. uh, I, at least I can't think of one. Someone out there can remember. Um, you know? And everyone's like, yeah, get rid of them, prison them, get rid of them. We don't want to talk right. about them, you know? Um, we get a little bit of a slightest whiff of something, you know, about moving on from the bad guy from, uh, Captain America Civil War when the, they did the show Falcon and the Winter Soldier when he comes back, you know, they did a little bit, but it wasn't on purpose, you know? And, but that's really, that's the closest they've gotten. And it's just interesting. I don't know. I found that really fascinating. That should be the way to do it. You know, it's yeah. like I'm, I'm mad at our prison system now because of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. You I know? hear you. Yeah. I don't know. Did you get that too while watching it? Um. Or no. No.
2: No. No. I did. I. It felt. It felt very unique, actually. Yeah. In that aspect of like, why no one else thinks of doing that? Like, no one. It's like. Um, it's like no one ever wants to see that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. I don't
1: know. It's, it's, it Everyone relates to more Doctor Strange in that scene. Those scenes were like, just send them back, bro. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. everyone relates. 100%. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Although I was a little surprised and I found it a little unbelievable that Spider Man could get the upper hand on, on Doctor Strange. Uh, you know what? I did, but that's not Doctor Strange not taking him serious enough. Oh, yeah. You know? No, that, that's that, what that's I uh, ended up. When he's like, oh, this is just geometry, I, I bought it then. I, I, I knew I, where the movie was going. I'm like, yeah. movie, convince me, bitch. Um, and they barely did. I'm not saying it didn't work, I'm just saying it barely worked, right? Um, because the motherfucker, I mean, no joke, Star Trek Strange is one of the most like top tier powerful guy, top tier, right? And oh, yeah, I, everywhere,
2: everywhere. I would, I would 100%, yeah, not only is he top tier, like, uh, just like hero or whatever, yeah, um, but also like she's overall probably one of the smartest people.
1: I mean that what no. if episode about him going bad? I mean that's just oh, yeah, a sample yeah. of No, he's out, actually right? he's, what he's always able- like
2: one of the smartest people in the world too. Yeah.
1: It's crazy. Yeah.
2: But at the same time, it's like that's the thing is like Spider-Man is also very smart. He's he's no slouch in in his smartness, you know? Yeah. Um he's just a kid. And what's what I like about this movie a lot is uh is uh what's it called? When when you look at it, is uh look at it from the perspective of and you're like you don't and I guess you don't even see it coming, really. I mean, you you do and you don't if you pay attention. You know, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. It's he's in college and or he's in college in high school, uh, far away from home. He's a senior, right? He's junior, senior. Am I correct? Uh, yes. And then now he's about to graduate, right? Or he's no, he was sophomore, junior, senior. Is that who I was or something like that? Maybe. Um, yeah, something along those lines. So he's about to graduate now, and you're like, okay, cool. Um, but you're. <laughs> all the other Spider-Man movies start with him graduating already. Like he became Spider-Man before they did, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. in, in like their universe, how they started technically, they yeah. all start, they all started like about to be adults, you know, like we're about to enter adulthood, uh, college doing all these things, you know, uh, living on our own potentially and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. And this guy is still starting. And he's like, uh, yeah, I have to, I have to pass my LSATs. You know, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on my Washington DC trip with my school. You know, like, and you're like, oh, like you're still a kid, like you're. St- but he's already had these abilities, you know, and compared to the other ones. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And like, you don't, you don't. I guess you, you notice it when the movies came out, but you don't really like put two and two together. Um. And like th- this movie makes you realize that, uh, like, heavier, especially ones like. um what's it called uh once like for later in the plot uh i don't know I, th- I thought that was like something that we it's just like in front of your face but like you don't really pay attention to
0: mm-hmm.
2: um yeah i just i i do like yeah. overall though like where it where it pushes that i don't know if you want to push it to that now or if you want to talk about something else
1: um uh, well you remind me of something that's i guess something else um uh-huh. um this is uh it made me think of that first movie, Homecoming, of the Tom Holland movies, and yeah. it made me think of like you know, there's a scene. Oh no, wasn't it... no? Maybe I think it was Civil War. I'm sorry, Civil War. His introduction, uh, when Tony Stark meets him, and he like he outs he outs um, Peter Parker as Spider Man right then and there in his own room, and <sighs> he's true. like, so what do you want to do? He's asking him like, you know, why are you doing this? And he's like, oh, you know, uh, I, I he like the movie, the movie is a. So- Suppose that you know his, or, his origins, you know his origins as much as people know that um, Bruce Wayne's parents were killed with the fucking pearls and shit, right? I, um,
2: yeah, I would almost say but as, or, as, far as as far as origin stories goes, yeah, yes, it is very much that, but it but didn't it happen it
1: didn't happen. This movie right. retrofits what we thought we were watching there. I like, he's you. talking aboutban and the great power comes through, but he just doesn't say it, probably yeah. because it's been said many times before, sure. and maybe we don't need to hear it, and that was with the movie at the time. I'm yeah. like, okay. And so they're just giving him a boost. He has all this tech, which is probably a hindrance. And yeah. I thought it was a hindrance with the first movie and the second movie.
2: I would say so, yeah. Almost like a, a harsher learning curve.
1: And this movie, though, takes all that shit away. And so much a, in such a period finale that I was like surprised. I'm I, like, I cannot Oscar, believe the filmmakers like made that jaw, decision.
2: My jaw dropped at that scene in the fucking hotel, the hotel apartment building. Like, Literally, when the lines are said, my jaw drops. Like,
1: you mean when Anne May I, tells them? Yeah,
2: when Aunt yeah. May says it. When Anne May says, "With great power comes great responsibility." That
1: was a bigger a fucking. My I don't fucking know. Hammer jaw th- drops, you call and it. I'm
2: like, I'm, I literally go, I go. I'm watching an origin movie, and I don't even know it. I, I'm yeah. watching an origin story. Yeah, that's why I said too. And, and, I said I don't, and I didn't even know it, and I didn't even fucking know it. I'm yeah. like fucking real. I can't believe I literally had the world we pull over. The
1: other two movies and the minutes before in that scene before that, we all were all It was all prequel. All, prologue. Yeah, it's all
2: pre- yeah, prequel. It's yep. all everything. Everything's before. Spider Man
1: starts today.
2: Spider Man starts today. Like,
1: I can't the, 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 believe it. I was the, like,
2: The, the, the Spider Man that we all know, the Spider Man that we all. Know that grows up to be who Spider Man is, your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. The,
1: and and the, I think that, oh man, and I think this <laughs> comes from the franchise learning itself too. Like, because yeah. Sony owns Spider Man and yeah. all, all these villains and shit. And yeah. um, so and Their marriage, Fucking money. Their borrowing, their marriage, whatever you want to call it with MCU and Disney, um, has led them to have this moment. Because if they just gave this character away, it would be something mm-hmm. else. We would not be here today this happened Peter Parker's origin story in part three after two other trilogies, almost. Andrew knew didn't have a part three, but he almost did. Um, you know, like it's only met because it it shadows exactly the real life corporate, whatever's going on with Peter Parker and Sony and and Disney. Like, it's so weird. They, they mirror each other. It's like a, What a weird time! I swear to God, it
2: really is. It's crazy. It's it's but it's once in a
1: thing, once in a long time thing going on here.
2: It's unreal because it works out so well, and I mean, it's it's. (laughs) it just, it's literally like, uh, and then it just like fits perfectly because you hear, and then you hear him tell the other Spider-Man, you know, before my my aunt dies, she says, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, and literally, it's like. Boom! Light bulb. Obviously, like we all know, but
1: yeah, he
2: you know the other one. I though, did like, not choose well, going
1: to die. There, I really didn't. I didn't
2: think so either. You know. And you see, you know, but there's no one go bad to die, you know. So, you know. and you you get that, and you learn the lesson. I mean, it's uh, it's, I mean, it's a lesson that has to be learned for Spider Man. It's literally a thing, you know, and it's him having the other ones to support him in that role it's like well that's why we're here right you know we're here to help you um and it's, it's i mean it just worked out so well man it's like yeah. all those notes i mean those are like heartstring moments you know they're like so they literally tug on those heartstrings so well cuz you already you know you've you laugh with you laugh with them, you know. As you're as everything's going on, all the jokes that are said, you know, everything's lighthearted, everything's fun, exciting. You know, some tension moments of potential death, but you never really think it's going to happen because it's a Marvel movie. Why would a main character die or a potentially main character? It makes no sense.
1: I wonder. Do you think they're gonna cool. they're gonna like uh, try to um, acknowledge some some of the the gaps? Of memory regarding Spider-Man, especially in relation to the Thanos War. Infinity well, war. I,
2: I just think anything that has to do with Spider-Man is there. Everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Everyone, oh,
1: okay, so you think that? Okay, okay. So okay. I think everyone so no knows who Spider-Man knows who is. Who the
2: fuck he is. Yeah. So like, if he's in the on the outfit, everyone's going to be like, "Oh my god!" You know. Well, yeah. The original spell just, just
1: said, didn't say that Spider-Man doesn't exist. Just said, it just that said Peter, Parker. Peter Parker. No one knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That's what the well, thing
2: is. No one knows Peter Parker exists. Like he exists on paper. Like that's it, and that's funny because like um I was talking to our brother um, yeah oh yeah, yeah uh, you're right and uh, yeah. he he was because you know we watched it together and I was trying to see you know obviously talk about it after the movie and uh, he was like you know I was watching I was reading some stuff on Reddit and reading some complaints about this current Spider Man this current Spider Man a lot of a lot of the complaints were he's not he's a he's he's a down to earth superhero. He's very much a grassroots kind of person. Like he, he yeah, he's helps. like Daredevil. Which is yeah, very, very much like Daredevil, you know, only not in Hell's Kitchen only, right? Yeah. Um Right. He has Queens in this
1: class. <laughs>
2: right. He's like, you know, he's very much like he helps out New York, right? Queens and all that stuff. He he helps out and he's like I he doesn't you know, he, he struggles. He struggles as a as as a person because he doesn't, you know, he has to balance both. He's a struggling He's not. He's not. A, he's not a, a rich person by any stretch of the imagination. But having this with the Tony Stark thing, he's got money. He's got not money. He just has like he's well off because he doesn't have to worry about those things. He doesn't have to worry about suits. He gets the suits made from you know whatever. He doesn't have to worry about living. You know uh, anywhere paying rent or like the, the the balance. There's nothing there, and literally resetting this like resets the whole thing. He's you see it in the backpack like like when he gets the apartment at the end he has a ged book like to get his GED because he's no one knows who peter parker is he can't go back to school he doesn't exist yeah like he exists on paper because he's got a social security card and everything like that but no one knows who peter parker is until he starts you know telling people who peter parker is so he has to get a ged he can't go to mit he's probably gonna go somewhere else with whatever you know college-wise and stuff Hmm. like that so no one knows who he's literally starting from nothing
1: I wonder. I wonder if that means the same thing for like, um, let's say, his uh, uh, Friday. Do you think Friday? I mean, Friday is what? Not a person.
2: That's a great question. Um, yeah, no. I, 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 I would assume Friday
1: would know. And what about uh, the Tony Stark protocol? Uh, I mean, that's, a great, that's another. They kind of just they kind of just went over that. They didn't know like. Oh, we don't have time to explain well, this.
2: No, they, I mean, you're, you're absolutely yeah. right. That's exactly what happened. They didn't yeah. have time to explain it, and yeah. what they um I think what they uh they obviously just left it behind like we'll answer those questions later I guess. But mm-hmm. I I honestly feel like let's say somebody comes back to life, they'll know who he is cuz the spell works for anybody I would say now, you know, like no one knows who Peter Parker is. Yeah. Now in this world. It's not you can't be affected by the spell like, you know what I'm saying? It happened right then and there in the world.
1: And doesn't this happen in the Infinity War comics?
2: Uh something similar to that. Yeah. Similar, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: A much more comic booky, obviously, and much more yep. timey wimey. If I remember, I read it on time yep. of But like, I remember that that yeah, happens. Like, um, he gets outed. He he totally gets outed. Like, he he outs himself. Yeah. I think actually. He
2: he uh no, no no he gets he gets outed or or yeah he has to out himself or something. Something happens where something yeah. leaks it. And it's a big um, fucking deal.
1: Like it's first a gigantic deal because
2: anime uh, anime gets hospitalized. I think in the comics.
1: yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Right. Uh, Ant-Man gets hospitalized. Um, Mary Jane gets uh, almost killed. Um, very similar, but he ends up protecting her. Uh, and then, like, he... I think he beats the fuck out of... I think it's Iron Man, actually, or somebody else who outs him. Mm. Um, and he beats the living crap out of that person. <laughs> or, like, that, like... I'm yeah. pretty sure he gets in a fight with people, and he ends up, like, going dark for a while. Because, um, yeah. Because, like... Yeah, it's spider <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. Um, man. Uh but I re- uh, well. So uh, they also did some shortcuts, really, regarding like how. F- it's, it's like it both works and also like you know it shouldn't it shouldn't really work that, that easily. Yeah. Um, as to how they they kind of solve all the bad guys' ailments. <laughs> Let's say, um, like Sp- Sandman, how do you begin to solve? I mean obviously magic i guess some of it seems to be technology all of it seems to be technology actually none of it's really magic but like it seems kind of crazy they could solve all this it feels like this multiverse is very um um very very different from each, like very different from each other <laughs> like,
2: yeah no it, it, it does and but, it, what
1: really sucks is that we're watching it through our timeline where no no magic or huge superheroes really exist right um, well
2: what's what's what i liked about it is like they don't even there's small little lines that like do saving graces for the movie right it's like that right. throwaway line about gravity in, in space movies right oh well thank god we have this bullshit thing gravity works in space da, 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 da,
1: right yeah but they do that um, with every villain so it's like not just once they do it like six no times.
2: <laughs> well they do it they do it twice only right and they it's literally like uh hey i uh um well we need help and you know like i i, I want to help fix this guy and they're like well
1: I mean, cancer is still a problem. They can solve as complicated as
2: (laughs) well. they're like, well, you know, they kind of like also created them with them. Uh, (laughs) So they're like, I've already been thinking about how to fix this. Like, it's like, it's probably, it's probably, you know, been in the back of their minds for like a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, how how could I have fixed this? How could I have done this? And it's just something as simple as like, well, I've already been like, my thought was to do this. So let me, why don't I do this? And there's literally three of them that they're technically... I don't know about genius level, but they're really close to it. Smart. They're, they're that smart, you know? So, like, putting three brains together like that, actually five with the other two, because they're all MIT people, right? Um, yeah. So, like, it's it's not unthinkable. It is also... A, it is. You know,
1: uh, I don't know. I think we're, we're looking at ways to make it fit, but...
2: No, no, no. Um, I, I, I agree yeah. with what I saying, but there is at least something said about it that's not just like, well, thank God we're, you know, we're just gonna fix the problem now you know what I'm saying
1: yeah yeah um all right let's talk about our heroes here because we get two extra heroes here yes what do you think of that man what do you think of their entrance I mean um my audience <laughs> yeah my audience the first um Andrew Garfield yeah Andrew Garfield. They, everyone kind of thought that it would have been uh so I had a little bit of like yeah, you know, and it was still overall ecstatic, but it was also a little bit like, oh, I thought it was Toby Maguire. <laughs> I, I don't know. Did you get that yours? I don't um, know.
2: Yes, I got something similar where it was um, it was like, a, yeah, woo, mm. woo. like a, woo, yeah, okay, dying woo, and I was like, but for Pe- for Toby Maguire, I got I got uh, not a standing ovation, but I got cla- everyone was clapping like, yeah, let's go, like, right, you know, um, it was more contained because the first one was like like it was more like a fuck yes, it's happening. So we know we're going to get Toby Maguire kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, I did love the fact that like, <laughs> that scene where they just make him like, well, prove to me you're spider, right? Like, cause <laughs> like, you able to crawl? Yeah. And it's funny. Cause like, I just, we were just talking about, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, in, in a weird um, editing magic way. Right. I'm talking about, um, What's it called? Uh, Tony McGuire. Not Tony McGuire. My apologies. Um, what's his fucking name? Andrew Garfield. Uh, Andrew Garfield. And uh, I, I, I love his facial reactions. And it's like, I don't know, something about his face. It's so funny to me when, like, the, when he reacts to things. He makes me laugh. Like I think that's why he worked out as a Spider Man overall, because you know he has those like little reactions. Yes. Um, and it, it's still there. It's still there, and it works great. So like, I was like, oh, that's great. This is this is really good um uh so I, I i dug that for sure um yeah i thought it was a great intro for toby for uh andrew garfield um had a, had a super ecstatic um but toby mcguire was just like that i really i really 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 wanted you to be in here very much like uh willem Dafoe. you're like i really hope willem defoe's in it, and not just some willem defoe lookalike um yeah yeah so <laughs> what did you feel
1: Oh, man, no, I, I was I was with them. I was kind of just going for the ride on them. Um, and then when they were, when the movie was being meta with their, like, dynamics, um, because, you know, yeah, because Peter, Tom Holland is right. You know, like, these guys don't know how to work as a team. They've always been by themselves. There's that kind of, like, loner, lone, like a lonerism going on here, like, lone, yeah. woman, uh, lone uh, vigilante, like Batman, I guess, um, going on with their movies. And like, you know, understanding that there is like this universality with them, not just with the great response, great power comes with great responsibility, but like their woes, right? Their solitude. They all have uh, this thing with their lovers or love, uh, romantics, um, uh, interest and, uh, and so on, like. And just they're of all goodness like they're all good and they're kind of but they're also like these older ones mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield and Tom McBride they're also a little bit bitter, a little more cynic a little I mean, more ready think, and on edge
2: um, no, and when you think yeah. about it I mean they've lost people loved ones they've potentially they've continue.
1: had to shoulder a lot more than Tom Holland even though he oh, helped save the universe
2: no, no no they have to shoulder yeah. but you know it's like it's literally like well you're losing you lose Doc Ock and you're like well that was my mentor you know like and i i could have somehow i how did how could i have saved them you know i lose the fight with um i i you know i win the fight with what's his name with willem defoe with green goblin but like he died. How, how could i have not killed them how could he have not died? because you know spider-man doesn't want to kill anybody no spider-man wants to kill anybody you know right and, and it is like you're are shouldering that and that they shoulder that it's 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 a burden to carry and literally hitting like the reset button. It's like this kid's helping them like alleviate all that weight, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's it's almost crazy when you think about it.
1: Yeah, it's also good that the movie uh, did this painstaking thing of like saving the hero, those other heroes, uh, the other Spider-Man for a little later, um, not too soon, and also uh, bring them up in a in a more in a different way, not through that spell box thing. Um, they did it not through the MacGuffin, They did it through well through. Um, his friend in the chair, whatever his name is that Ned. through so Ned's, um, you know, opening the thing, but like, it feels like they, it's like, it's like their present day. They're coming yeah. in to help. And, you know, it doesn't feel like it's the last moments of some crazy thing going on, or it's not like the last For moments sure. of their lives, like the villains are, um, you know, things like that. Very, very, very nice distinctions going on there with the world of magic. If you can make sense out of it, which no one yeah. can. No. Um, no, so it's You're not supposed to either, I guess. Um, too much magic can ruin a movie, though, for real. I don't know. Mo- you, you this could have turned out really bad. There's so many ways this movie could have turned out bad. Um, yeah, but I really liked it. It was very cool. And then, and then the movie gets madder with them, you know, like this whole Andrew Garfield when he's like ragging on himself, kind of like self-deprecating humor. And then somebody yeah. requires like what are you talking about? You're a great spy. You are an amazing spider-man because this movies yeah, uh, I'm like, yeah, Jesus, yeah. this movie makes me want to like cry it, but yeah, because the movies were like the worst ones, but it's not his fault. And you know, know. like but, I'm like, I'm with you, man. I get it. And yeah,
2: it's true. <laughs> it's
1: like I want you to say it. It's not your fault. It's like it almost became a Google hunting scene. It's it op- not your fault. It's, uh, not, it's not, not
2: your, your
1: fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault. It, it like,
2: almost did, right? Yeah. And, but and then you get that, and then you get that like, but then you get that, like that redemption. I mean, I think watching I think my my crowd, and I don't know how your crowd got this, when he saves yes uh, uh when he, MJ. When he saves MJ, yeah. And like it was just like that shirt,
1: other scene. Yeah. my
2: crowd was so happy. It was like redemption. It was and it is like Oh,
1: uh, I'm glad uh, your crowd got it. My crowd didn't understand. I was with it, but I don't no, think my crowd I, it. I was with it, my crowd my crowd
2: was like yes like you hear the yes like you heard audible yeses right and like me and uh i was watching it with two friends uh oh luke our, our other co-host was there yeah and um so it was a uh, our uh random host uh sometimes for the tv shows uh matt oh, okay. um he was there also and he was like it's a re- it's such a redemption to see that i'm like dude like it's literally like i sighed i was like oh my god like Yes, like you, you feel so great for him, you know, because yep. it it's just, yeah, that's that was a tragic, tragic scene to watch in The Amazing Spider Man. I think that was like the boldest thing in those movies um, to see. Uh, that worked out great for him and Andrew Garfield, Spider Man's. And then watching that, it was just so fantastic.
1: Yeah, it was really fantastic. And also very funny when, um, the different but the same, where like, um, <laughs> it's like, oh man, whatever one of the cartridges and like, cartridges it just comes this comes out of you that was just such a funny such a good funny moment about the differences of their movies. Like it really doesn't matter. They're all the same cool dude. Um but it's funny yeah. pointing them out. There's so many there's so many of those moments. I'm sure there's like a great YouTube series about all the all the ones I missed, but like I feel like I'm I, I sure. caught most of them not if uh,
2: I feel like I caught most of them too. And I'll watch yeah. it and I'll try to take some notes when I watch mm-hmm. it again. But I love the like i love how giddy uh tom holland gets like he, like, he just goes like i don't want to say it like you know like, i'm part of the avengers <laughs> you know like and then <laughs> yeah and i'm then
1: part of a like, team you don't need to know about it uh but right, i teamwork it, it,
2: Right. right and then it's just so funny because like, he's like wait you guys don't know the Avengers and he's like dude we're in a fight right now like you can't like you can't be going into backstory right now you know Yeah. and it was just really funny he's like right and then he says you know what you just said it was it was great it's like little little moments but those are like spider man quirks, and yes. it's just like it works, it works. so well yeah. yeah I mean especially just from what we grew up
1: with and we touched about the ending but like man it was an origin story when you know and it hits solidly I mean it hits solidly before that i mean for a lot of people it would be different times for me it really hit really really hit when he walks into that apartment um oh, i'll be too 100 percent, yeah um because it reminds me of the miles morales in that in the in the spider-verse right it reminds me of tom mcguire suffering and doing photo <laughs> stuff and being late for the pizza thing you know like it's such, those are like iconic Peter Parker stuff, and his he's just starting with that. But like yeah. for a lot of people, though, I mean, I would say the last heart wrenching thing is when um he neglects to like you know be in MJ's life in that right. diner thing or whatever she was working in. Um, I'm like Dan, he's like you fucking promised her, bitch, but like yeah, she doesn't know. Um,
2: yeah you did promise her but at the same time that's... he has like
1: a reverse Quinn moment where because in, in the Infinity War or whatever uh, Gamora died the Gamora yeah. that Quinn knew died and then he has to start again with the new Gamora that doesn't know him and kicks his balls in right um, and he's going to look out for her and try to get her to win, win a wreck and stuff this is different It's like he gets that choice like no he even gets a, probably a cheat code and saw how to do it right and no he doesn't do it yeah. Um, because he, the, he, the aunt made death It's already starting. Like the whole core of what his problems are, his, uh, his solitude. What leads him to this kind of path? It's already there. She could die if he, she sticks around him. Yeah, you know. And he um, can't. He can't. Risk she it. won't have his, her life. She can't go to. You know, uh, uh, MIT necessarily. I mean, he's not gonna fall in love for day one. But like, you know what I mean.
2: Yeah. And
1: like, yeah, all that came back right away on that stuff. That was really cool. Reminds me of Kristen Dunst. It reminds me of, uh, um, uh, Amy. What's her name? Fuck, I always forget her name. From the Andrew Garfield one, Gwen Stacy. Whatever. Sorry.
2: I, I don't know her name. The actress. I'm bad with it's a
1: big time actress from from. No, I know it is. I just don't yeah. know her name. Yeah. yeah, I always forget her name. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Very good. Um. I don't have a, a lot else necessarily. I, I kind of want to see it again though, for sure, right away.
2: Yeah. The, the what I was going to piggyback on you, what you said is uh what's it called uh yeah when he when he goes up to her to talk to her tab j
1: mm-hmm.
2: about like you know he's got he's got the script ready he's gonna tell her and you know and then he says the hey you know i'm gonna x y and z like and then he doesn't do it um there's a what's it called somebody <laughs> I, I saw somebody raise their hands like why why aren't you saying it why aren't you you know like you <laughs> promised her like really? you know yeah 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 and then they were they were like kind of like not frustrated, but like, oh my god! Like, please don't do that! Like, like, say yeah. something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he when he makes his own new costume, he goes back to OG colors, you know, the blue and red.
1: Yeah, he has done no um, more nanotechnology. No,
2: he doesn't. I mean, potentially, maybe he does. Actually, I don't know.
1: Well, yeah, if they, they it depends on how they answer that Friday question.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, um, right, but uh, and getting that—that's that was cool. Um, what's it called? No, he doesn't have nanotechnology. He just does the suit. But maybe he has like the the makings of the past suits. Maybe he worked from that. He was that, like on the know yeah, So, right, exactly. Um, and I don't, I don't know if you caught it when he was. Um, uh, was it in a trailer? Um, in the what's it called? Uh, I I don't think if it, I think it was in the trailer for the for. Did you see the endings of the movie?
1: yeah i did uh but before we get into the singer stuff um yeah i just want to point out that it's super gaudy super tacky to put a fucking shield on the statue of liberty that's all i'm saying i'm so glad you yes. destroyed it oh so i'll, I was I'll talk to you it. about that later yeah okay anyway so but yeah you want to talk about the venom i guess or oh, there's two of them i don't remember them anymore sorry
2: you yeah, know. no, I'll, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about the the Venom thing was because I was curious what they were gonna do, and I actually forgot the whole. So I guess
1: you know, some party is not gonna be in like you know, like, no, but went back, but they know. do introduce Venom into it. This yes. series, I wonder if Eddie Brock is still gonna be the. I don't know. That's a good no, question. We'll see. Yeah,
2: but it's it's so interesting. Um, they hit a major reset button. I I do love that scene because it's very much like he's getting it explained, and uh, another scene very very much how uh, desensitized. Uh, The human population, or like the just humanity, is to like crazy shit happening. Mm -hmm. He disappears in thin air, and and the the guy's the bartender's just like, Great, no one paid the fucking bill. Like, and it's funny, but it's also like a thing of like, he's not shocked about it he's just
1: like oh yeah right yeah because he i mean he he disappeared he blipped you know he disappeared. right oh no he said his family his did family or he did this, no, family no he said did. his family
2: yeah so it's just like a stranger blips
1: who gives a shit
2: right, right right it's but he's like he's desensitized to it yeah he's so, just like he's more like motherfucker no one's paid for the stab i just wasted alcohol
1: yeah right <laughs> um yeah what was the other one there was two right
2: the other one was a trailer for the next movie for the Doctor Strange
1: movie. That's right. That's what it was, or a teaser or something like that. Right, it was like a trailer teaser. I don't remember writing it at all, actually, because I did feel like a trailer, and I was like, yeah. I, I'm already forgetting it as much. much. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, what do you like? What do you want to see next with him? With? I mean, it's gonna be—it's probably gonna be more Sony than ever. Um, um, they have well, a great a first. They have a great start.
2: Well, that's the thing. You, I, I, I honestly feel like, didn't they just hit a big reset button here, right?
1: Yeah, but it's a big reset button to just be Spider-Man, not to combine with MCU. Right, and that's what I'm saying. And now so, MCU is going to do stuff with, like, I know they want to restart with Fantastic Four, and they want to introduce other things as well. That's all very, also New York based, but also like OG stuff. So like, you know, maybe there's some room there. Right. um now obviously the fact that they introduced uh a cameo daredevil and that could be something because Daredevil was by far the best show
2: yeah um, and i think they did say for the future movies or anything else uh, that actor is going to play uh matt murdoch
1: so. right right so i mean there's there's possibility but what do you want to see next
2: what do i want to see with next with spiderman yeah i think i i think the next thing to see with spiderman is probably venom um, not for that little teaser or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like uh, that probably makes the most sense is to get something that's going to be um of that nature. If not, I would love to see something with uh. I mean, my favorite, my favorite, one of my favorite villains is, is Kingpin. But I don't even know how you begin to explain that one right now. It just doesn't make that much sense unless if you introduce. I don't know. So, I, don't I mean,
1: Kingpin they... has had a, a backstory already in the shows. I'm not just talking about Daredevil, but I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has had some of that. Yeah. Um, so there is a way, but I, I, I kind of think you're right. I don't, I, you know, it could they could do Venom and it'll be the flashiest one and most likely that's the one. But right. I think we should start him up with like a street level big guy. And I think Kingpin well, well, might be perfect.
2: Yeah, I, I think... Um... Yeah. Which I think Kingpin. I think, I think yeah. Kingpin. Right, exactly. Which would include Daredevil. I think Kingpin would work, but I just don't would, know how they would do the it. and What's the
1: actor's name that plays? Uh, a Great actor, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Fucking great. Vincent yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Good, Oh my god, best
2: I mean, dude, the scariest Kingpin for sure. I may
1: just rewatch the show, which I, I never planned to, but um, just, to, <laughs> just to see Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and Matt Murdock too. I mean, second season wasn't as good, but the, the third and the first. Damn, damn. damn. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Anything else on the, on the movie? We talked a lot about it. I
2: don't know how we did, I know, else. I know. No, I, I don't have anything else. I mean, all right. go watch it.
1: Cool. <laughs> all right, uh, that's it for Spider-Man No Way Home. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to review um, our next film, which is um, Nightmare Alley. Stay with us. Find out.
2: I will ask you simple questions. You will answer in short sentences only what you believe to be absolute truth absolute truth I can do that now brief as you can what is your name? Stanton Carlisle are you a true medium? yes I am Mr. Carlisle doctor how about that
0: please lie down
2: can you read minds? yes I can under the right circumstances keep your answers brief what do i want to be found out same as everybody
1: else an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is who is even more dangerous than he is this is nightmare alley um Written and directed by Guillermo del Toro, uh, co written by Kim Morgan, based on novel by William Lindsay Gresham, and uh, movie stars Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Tony Klett, Willem Dafoe, Rooney Mara, Richard Jenkins, a little bit of Ron Perlman in here, Mary Steenberger, Sir Burgeon, sorry, uh, David Strathane, Mark Pavilinoli, sorry, Peter McNeil, Holt McCallany. Um, I would say those are the biggest ones up to that point. Jim Beaver's in this a little bit too. I love that guy. And Clifton Collins Jr. Tim Blake Nelson. A lot of big fucking actors. Yeah. A oh, lot of big, big fucking too. actors. Almost all of these have won and nominated for things. Um, nearly all of them. Anyway. Um, Nightmare Alley, Guillermo del Toro's latest So I'm going to start with this one, uh, because this movie is by far being outshone by the Spider-Man, as you can tell by the length of the last review. um, yeah, no one's gonna watch this movie. I was like one of four people in the movie theater uh watching oh, it. Really? this is opening weekend, by the way. So
2: I uh I saw I saw it opening weekend. Um also it's technically the last day of the weekend, but I saw mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And um I uh my my theater was my, my theater was a small theater, of course, compared to all the other ones. Right. Um and uh it was half
1: packed. Okay. Yeah, you oh. definitely had a lot more than me. I had like two other couples, nothing.
2: No, there was like sixteen in my theater.
1: Mm, got it. Um, I mean, it's fine. I mean, I, I'm definitely used to no theater, no people in theaters. Sometimes. Oh, so am I. Yes. No, big do. Um, so uh, I think uh, I think as far I'm not going to start right away with ranking all Guillermo Mother's Toro's movies necessarily, but he's a big filmmaker for me. I love him a lot. I love what he's done. I love his style. This is, uh, his his weird style, his gothic horror style, actually. Um, and as far as this movie goes, I think that this movie is pretty fun. And I would say it's highly enjoyable. And I really didn't know. My, I think the best power of this movie um, is that you never know where it's going to go. <laughs> not never, ever, you know, but like even when, the sp- even when the plots are going and the wheels are spinning, like you're never really sure where it's going to lead. I do and, agree with that. Yeah, and I, I, Knowing nothing of this movie, you know, knowing so little um, and not even, you know, trying to base it off other Guillermo del Toro movies, it both was disappointing and exhilarating at the same time, uh, you know, being in that in that headspace of like, wh- what's next? I have no idea, you know, so that's a lot of fun for that um, kind of feels like it. it's not a whodunit or anything. It's not like a it's not like a very mysterious thriller, but it does have like it does have some mysteries for sure, but it doesn't hinge on them. It's really uh, kind of like a, a, a tale and it's really to the eyes of one man. And along the way, you know, it's also a period piece. It's also uh, a garish outlook at life. It's also, um, you know, about the the fringes of society and and I guess dare I say, mysticism a little bit. Um, There's all this stuff too, but like, it's uh, it's mainly which is just a a, you know kind of a regular thriller, regular thriller set in a weird time with weird people and doing weird things. And um, along the way, you just don't know where they're going to lead you you just don't know how far the rabbit hole goes in this because you, when it starts to how it ends no way you can predict it no way impossible um so um so yeah i would say i recommend it i had fun watching it um but i would say it's one of his best i would put him in the middle tier of Guillermo del Toro what about you uh
2: yeah i didn't know what was going on in this movie um i don't know what to expect my apologies not what was going on in the movie i I followed everything, but very much to what you said. Um, it was, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I could have gone anywhere, to be honest with you. I'm expecting a, a hard left or a hard right. Um, I, I I don't know. At some point, I just, I, I took wild guesses as to what I think was going to happen while the movie was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of uh, moments were was, uh, very uh, awkward scenes to watch um, were like, oh, like especially when he's doing to call uh those more personal interactions yeah um and uh yeah i just felt like uh it, i felt a little squirmish because i was like Ugh, i hate watching stuff like that um it's kind of annoying and not annoying for me but it's more of uh i just uh i hate seeing those the results for that like usually um uh but overall the movie was good i didn't ha- i didn't hate the movie yeah um I do agree with you, it's somewhere in the middle. It's actually more team than I expected um more controlled and more um uh, called uh i guess almost in a weird word to use more normal um oh, what's it called uh four gear motorro and what he's done he's very a fantastical guy um uh when it comes to his stories right yeah um and this one um uh, yeah, it was uh it was cool. It was a little bit more slow-burning also in the beginning, I would say. Um, but uh, I had fun with the movie, and my wife had fun, and it was a cool uh, thriller. It was a, definitely a thriller, um, and I uh, I enjoyed it overall. Um, I do think, uh, I love the setting for it, um, even though you don't get a time until they just give you a roundabout time, I think. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is Which works fine for the movie. Uh, I guess you could get an exact timestamp if you were to Google some of the events that they say, uh, real life <laughs> events that happen. Yeah. Um, but besides that, yeah, I uh, I do like where the movie goes and how the movie is like where it takes place at, and it does fit for that world because it does feel like it could be a fantastical time, but it fits more of that time that I guess we don't really, you know, like we don't really talk too much about. What's Maybe it's like,
1: it's like it's like uh, I mean this isn't uh, exactly one to one in plot, but it yeah. fe- it felt like the feelings are uh, I think are accurate. It's like Seven meets Carnival. Uh
2: yeah, that's not a bad that's not a bad uh, uh, way to put it. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, um, but overall, uh, I fucking cast is fantastic. I'll tell you that right now. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of fucking uh, acting to do for this for this. Uh, what's it called? There's a lot of acting to see in this movie. Sure. Um. Yeah. So that's uh my first take.
1: Excellent. Um. All right. So. Uh. Yeah. The plot and now, now the plot sounds I read kind of goes far because there's a really kind of like a, a kind of a lengthy start for this movie and that's to say I mean it's not bad it just sets up a lot of groundwork and you don't know what again not knowing where it's going I really thought the whole movie was gonna take place at the circus so about, it really yeah. it really doesn't uh, second act right away I mean it's like where the movie really starts. And it's not even the it's not even the second act. It's really like the first act. The the first t- to thirty minutes like a, a giant setup, um, or prologue, or whatever. Um, yeah, it was almost. like
2: uh, it was like letting a cigarette and watching it burn, mm. and uh, very much. And then but, like, but not
1: but not boring. The stuff that happened. No no, 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 like but
2: totally not boring at all. It's yeah. just like, but you just like you were like watching it burn just so to much see how it smoking was. in yeah, this movie, right so that's why i use it as a metaphor because there's so much fucking smoking in this movie yeah it's unreal yeah mm-hmm. so it's, goodbye by all means
1: yeah yeah um and this movie kind of gives you a glance at a world right you don't know not for sure and never will because it's such an archaic thing now uh post era post-depression era of time um so this is after you know our, ter- our the terrible um, thirties, twenties, you know, Prohibition era and all that stuff is after all that, but before yeah. World War Two, uh, or right before, like starting mm-hmm. up Hitler. Yeah, like right. They kind of that's
2: why it's such a weird time to see in American history because I don't think we talk about what's going on a lot, a lot in America. We know what happens in the world, we don't know really a lot what happens in America.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Right, and um, and you you, you get into this world, and you like this. And it starts off with this very weird opening of this fire and he's burying a body or something. And you don't know what's that about. And you just kind of like play through the movie and just kind of watch and let, let things happen. And the love thing happens. I'm like, okay. And you're like, who's going to be important? Is this going to be a drama with this? Is he going to get in trouble with the head dude, which is played by Willem Dafoe. Again, another Willem Dafoe scene. Stuff going on there he plays really smarmy. He, he's a perfect wing leader, whatever he is.
2: Oh my god, yeah, he he really is. I mean, from yeah. that little first scene where you get him,
1: uh, and little little do you know, you're really seeing all the foreshadowing. <laughs> That's what you're watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally all the foreshadowing, all the 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 warnings that life is throwing at him, and uh to what uh, happens later. And the movie really starts is when he's out. I think they're in where's it Philadelphia.
2: Uh, somewhere. Uh, did they say? Yeah, I think so.
1: I think it was Philadelphia.
2: Oh man, I must have missed it because I'm really trying I was catch yeah. so much. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I was like, there's a lot of water, but I'm like, that's not New York, and I know it's not Chicago. I would recognize those scenes.
2: Yeah, you know, I, like, I um, was really. Yeah, I would. I was, was actually trying to recognize it a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah, pretty sure it's Philadelphia, and um all this stuff is happening. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, and it, became, it kind of reminds me of Werner Herzog's Invincible. I think that's the name of the movie with um Tim Roth. And it has a weird flavor. Um, not as Every weird side. as Werner Herzog's movie, if anyone's seen that movie, but, um, he's pretty unique. But, um, it kind of reminds me of that the way he's become like this, this super prominent illusionist. No, that's not what they call it. They call it, a uh, um, mentalist. He's mentalist. a mentalist, right? Superior mentalist that can read people and shit like that. And, He's honed his craft, and and Rooney Mara, that's her name, right? Yeah, um, I think Rooney Mara, both uh, as an actress and as a character in the movie, I think gets the worst brunt of the movie. I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like if the movie was, I, I don't know how, but I felt like we needed a lot more from her. I feel like she got like a little shafted by the movie itself by not getting enough of. Well, we didn't get barely got anything of her, like her perspective of things. But also, like I felt like the impact of their love wasn't there, and I yeah. think the movie, the movie, accidentally made shortcuts through to get them both in Philadelphia and giving her as this awesome assistant and loving wife. I guess I'm like I feel like the movie didn't earn that, and I you know so when betrayals are happening, as as they will happen, you can tell um, You just don't know how or where. Um, you don't care. Right, you don't care as much. At least yeah. I didn't. And I feel like... I, that's no, I, I, I
2: 100% feel it was the same way. I feel like mm-hmm. the the movie does stick a lot to its guns with like, um, we're just going to hard focus on uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Um, the perspective-wise... Which I think I does feel, a good
1: job of like putting us in a tunnel vision, right? Of going through him and not being able to see the signs that you should no, be
2: watching. No, and this is a 100% like a movie that I'm going to rewatch, probably like in a year.
1: Knowing how it ends and shit, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, it's one of those uh, very much like watching um uh shutter island yeah watching things like that it's just like to see those there there is a movie to see those little things that they talk about that you could catch you know um and i did catch it we'll talk more about that later about some of the stuff but i also want to see it just to see where what i remember perspective wise and this i mean i'm sure i'll still feel the same way but what they could have i guess done better
1: yeah yeah for sure um you know, and this movie also, you know, it's it's technically I would say a thriller, like I said before, um, I, you know, uh, almost a horror movie. It's almost a horror movie. It's almost, almost horror yeah. Likes playing that line between them sometimes. Um, sometimes those movies are pure horror. Crimson Peak definitely a horror movie. Like you know, no, some of them are more obvious. Um, even though if it's gothic romantic horror, still horror. Um, this one though, it's interesting. This one, you know, it has it, like I said, thriller mystery stuff going on. There's also a lot of money involved, a lot of scheming business stuff going on. It almost feels like a, uh, like one of those movies you watch about a thief. It kind of feels like that, um, yes. like you know, one last score kind of. But it's just a one man. But he's a mentalist. He's doing it differently. It's not a, it's not a heist, but it is a heist. You know, and it's but it's not fun either. <laughs> right, it's, right, right, like, right, right. <laughs> it's not a fun. He- you know, it's not Ocean's Eleven here. Um, so it's very very weird. But um, this movie it's about the motivations of people, um, everyone included, even even Rooney Mara. Like I think her best. Her best stuff in it is about motivations of mm-hmm. why she's doing something. And then, yeah. um, and we're, we're about to get into spoilers, but like, and, and that goes with Kate Blanchett. That goes with the big Mark played by uh, Richard Jenkins. That goes obviously with Bradley Cooper. Um, and, um, it really, it talks about the why. Uh, the why means more than how. The why means more than the plot. The why means a lot more than everything else in this movie. And I think that's kind of, that's kind of cool. I really like how it stuck to his guns relating to that. Uh, did you like that as well? Or would you have preferred a more satisfying plot? Uh, no,
2: no, that's interesting. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I, I love the fact that the movie's, uh, about the why. um, yeah, uh, what's it called? Uh, don't get me wrong. The how is fantastic to see, right?
1: Yeah. That's fun too. Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, yeah, it's very fun to see. We always want to see the how, especially like just very much like you said, like in those heist movies, um, uh, you always want to see the how, right? Yeah. Um, the why, those don't matter as much, but in this one, it actually works out a
1: lot yeah, better. Totally. Um,
2: yeah. I, I love Tony Kalepa.
1: Love Ah, oh, Yeah, she's great and everything. <coughs> when isn't she great? Um, I don't know. Hard, hard pressed to find something. I was so far for Davis Rustain, for sure. But I want to I wanna get into spoilers so we can talk yeah. more freely about this movie. So, Nightmare Alley spoilers starting now.
2: Are you in contact with the Beyond? Well, we've had our share of snake-charmers in the past. We deal with them.
1: You don't fool people, Stan. They fool themselves. I've given you a fortune! It's time that you delivered.
0: When does it end? I want to know.
1: If you displease the right people, the world closes in on you very, very fast. I oh, man, what do you want to talk about first? There's a lot here because I want to talk about the iconography with the babies in jars. I want to talk about a lot of things.
2: There's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. Um, I want to say uh, overall, like visual aspects, um, mm-hmm. lighting in this movie is so key. Um, and uh, especially like it's a very bleak movie to see almost all the time. Yeah. Um, he hates light. Ver- he hates light. He fucking can't stand light. I think it rains like every day in that fucking uh, circus. <laughs> I fuck. I feel like it rains every day, and even when it's light outside, it's like barely, it's like cloudy light. You know? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ, we really hate light, but it makes sense. Like, there's a lot of candle light and a lot of like just lantern light going on, or or some electric lights are very dim, very dim light bulbs that that like works out for where they are. You know what I'm saying? And like the aesthetic, it works out fine, and it actually it does make it feel creepy to be in. I think he does a great job with that aspect, and I, I love that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't where did you want to start?
1: Well, I want to start by comparing this movie. I say that the, big, the biggest brother this movie has in movie history, even recent uh, modern history, is that I, I compare this movie, I think, in my brain a lot to The Illusionist with um, Edward Norton, um, in okay. the sense that um, both movies, it, uh, but that one's way more plotty. Doesn't care about the why so much. You know the why from the get go because everyone says it, but like it's not in a, not in a good way. Like sure. it's not a it's not a selling point of the movie. Um, selling point is the plot and the how. It's more howy and it's, yeah, it's yeah. definitely more more plotty and i will say more heisty in the way the the tricks are used to make the you know kill the spoilers for that movie, kill the 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 main the main bad guy the king guy and rescue the girl and run away with her, um, but. The movie has the way they connect is a little bit through that, but also mainly the movie, both movies dance around the idea that real magic is there and yet isn't right. Ultimately, both movies come down with there. Isn't he's always scamming. He's just very good at it. Even when Connie Collette comes in later, which is so glad I saw her again. Like, Oh man, I was worried. We're not going to go back to the circus at all. I'm like, what's going on. Um, But she comes back to visit them. And she's like, "Don't do the spook shows." And but you know, and, and it reminds you of that David Strathen thing when before he died, got killed actually. Uh, before he died, you know, telling him about you know the book and why he stopped and the, the that feeling like you actually know something, you actually know it, you actually can channel something. You know, this believing in yourself so much is like you're grifting yourself uh, on the on the mark, right? Um, right. It's like it's very close. it's like just like the illusionists obviously that one they kind of show you how it's impossible first and then they show you a little bit of like oh nope it, it was all trick um you know uh so i would say this movie is way better than that in that sense than the illusionists but it, they both feel similar but so that's why i felt both exhilarated and disappointed because because right. I, I want the magic <laughs> <laughs> I I, I also thought piece. it really wasn't a bee Like, where's the creature? Where's the yeah, it's Guillermo like, del Toro? Whole it's Guillermo I'm del Toro. For, um, the whole time I'm looking for that. Even Kronos I, had alchemy or something. Come on.
2: The whole time um, I'm looking for it, and I, I think that's I don't know. That's our fault for
1: no. It is our fault. It's like a meta commentary for sure. It's I think it, it's I think he's whipping <laughs> on us actually. I,
2: you know what? And like more power to him. He's probably chuckling his way.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. You know. Yeah, for sure. And I dig, I, you know, like I said, both disappointed and exhilarated. And I'm not, because
2: like, the, the movie does, like, you know, play with it for a little bit. But yeah, it, for it, sure it, does. it does, but it also explains to you, the even whole with Rooney
1: Mara's and, electrical thing. Like, what the fuck is doing that? You know, she but, just puts up you, with it. She just,
2: yeah, no, but even, yeah. even whatever, it's, which is funny. Because, like, if you know anything about magicians, a lot of magic tricks or a lot of magic or a lot of anything like that, a lot of it has to just do with you having to put up with. Like learning this, or putting up with this, or uh, what was that one movie that we saw um, that had uh, to do with uh, magic? Remember, he, he put his body through that issue.
1: Oh man, uh slight. Yes, slight. Very much like that.
2: Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, and it's very like watching right. And that, and that
1: that and the prestige have something in common. The 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 punishment, the suffering, the, for, the, your the art, suffering that's for your art, suffering for your art, craft, very, and, and their very misleading yeah
2: exactly very much so and that that's that actually always stuck with me whenever i watch movies like this so like, yeah. i, I sure. actually always thought that she was getting electrocuted i was just but probably not as much as she thought and i was like oh crazy she was actually getting like hard electrocuted
1: well she- allow me to be more meta and uh-huh. say that i believe that Kate blanchett's character who again plays ice prince's cold shoulder like really well jesus yeah i was frozen i i, mean, I was colder every time i saw her um she, I think she is the surrogate f- for the audience who expected magic and are disappointed that they didn't get it. <laughs> because yeah. her why is the only thing that's closest to an, uh, a nice shaman twist in this movie. Uh, not that there has to be one and the movie doesn't really treat it that way. It, it kind of does. And it doesn't, it just kind of just puts it down in front of you and you're like, fuck, he's fucked. He's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He's fucked. Like I'm trying to get out of that other problem, but I he's gotta, still fucked.
2: Right, I gotta say though, like you, know, like I, I felt like you, you wanted to say something was coming with her, right? The whole yeah, movie, you're like, you're, right. the whole movie's like something's gonna happen with her, right? A hundred percent. You just don't know what, right? Um, uh, you didn't know which, you didn't know which way because so, I could have been good, it could have been bad. Right. I was, I was leaning more towards bad. I just didn't know how or what, right? That's fine. Um. That's like literally the first lesson he's told and like, mm-hmm. and it's done to the first person and the fucking movie hoodwinks you and the movie hoodwinks you the whole way through. Cause you're not expecting that it's on the, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not expecting yeah, but, that it was. Yeah.
1: And all of that, that. fueled <sighs> entirely by her. Why? Because oh, yeah, of course. it's not money. So she kept it. And it's not like it's because he read her when she didn't want to. Because he outed her, yeah, and he he overdid it. He over he he spook. He made a spook uh, show, whatever they call it, yeah, accidentally. Yeah, um, yeah that's exactly what it is. he went too, he went too far. It, and he's he like, I cannot believe he's saying that. Like, exactly, my thoughts of me of uh, the gun and the me comm- thoughts of committing suicide in front of all these people. He 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 lowered me, yeah. and like I'm going to get him back if it takes like a, a, whatever long it takes. Uh, the movie's unclear on the timeline, but yeah. yeah. I'm like Jesus. Oh, okay. Don't got it. Don't cross you ever. about I got. It. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I Ice mean, princess. I
2: mean, she, she was. Oh, fucking god, dude! She puts Elsa on run for her money. Are you kidding me? You mean, Jesus Christ! Yeah, no,
1: she did. I mean, and 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 her calculations to get him to return to drinking, dump his girlfriend, give her all his money, yes, and make him on the run.
2: Return to drinking or start drinking to begin with.
1: I think return to drinking. I think start. You think start? No, you don't take your first drink that way and not react to it. If it wasn't like, if it was your first drink, you'd be like, ah, oh, Jesus. No, I don't think so. I think he's returning. I think he's a, he's a he's a lapse. Uh, he's, he's an alcoholic, but like he wasn't drinking throughout most of the movie until he was. Interesting. And okay. Full, I mean, that's my, okay. Maybe, I mean, you're right. No, we don't know for sure. No, no we don't know for sure. Uh, right. I, I'll agree to disagree for sure.
2: Okay. Um, cool. And. uh I, I would say, though... Uh, well, do you
1: have the, any anything in your mind that makes you think that for sure he's only started drinking then?
2: But, like, he he does forcefully drink it. Like, when he's drinking it, he's it drinking almost, it like... Wow,
1: I read that scene differently.
2: I, I, how did you... You read it like, oh, my God, thank God I'm having a drink?
1: No, it felt like automatic that she was, like, always... Pressuring and pushing with these little nudges and and little, little ticks and little things with the glass, always and always with the offering, always with the offering differently. Like, I felt like eventually, eventually, like, he'll be just be comfortable enough to just do it and he'll do it to prove a point in the scene. And he does it, and it felt like a natural thing. It didn't feel like like, he felt like his old, old self, not like his brand Uh, new, different self.
2: Okay, I I get what you're saying. Okay, Um, I I just felt like um, the whole time. She's controlling him with little. This is where I totally want to see this movie, right? Um, mm-hmm. Where I, I feel like the whole time she's controlling him with little, with little cues. I'm yeah,
0: gonna definitely, touch. Definitely.
2: I'm gonna touch the back of your head. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know, when I with, from, all from the first session, right? From the first yeah. session was uh, I'm gonna touch the back of your head. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this noise cue. It's gonna trigger you to, you know, eventually not have drink or have a drink or eventually something that to where you're so catered to where I'm going to offer you something or I'm going to give you something and you're just going to be able to take it. You're just going to do it. It's just going to be instinctively done. And it's just something that's going to take time and it's just eventually the time happened. You know? Um, but yeah. I do I do like it from your perspective, what you just said, especially when it's just yeah. so, so... just, It just felt so natural for him to take that drink. He just grabs it going like, "Wow, fuck, I need a drink. Right and
1: there, it doesn't I mean. stop at, like, after that. He's drinking and virtually every scene where there's a drink from.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, I know that yeah. for sure. After that, is just the, the floodgates have opened. It's, it's over with.
1: Um, yep. Yep. Yeah.
2: But it does. It is instigated by the kiss with the drink in it.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, yes. So with the, with, with the, the the, did they, of they did they fuck? They did, right? They don't show it, obviously, but they
2: uh, uh, they fucked. I would say when he when she shows the scar.
1: Yes, okay, I agree with you that's what I think that happened too, but it was like a very very quick cut i mean it was a very stealth cut where like in the next thing happened, I'm like, yeah, I think he was closing in right before it cut correct yeah, but it it wasn't the the obvious one where you are like, oh, they kiss and then it cuts away. no, yeah. it was like, oh, okay, and it was uh, another one. I'm like okay i think they, they if they did it before, they're doing it now, <laughs>
2: yeah very much so yes,
1: yeah right. No man, what a what a mind What a revenge! What a weird revenge! Um, that I completely understand. <laughs> I mean, the guy's a total asshole. I mean, his greed is what leads him there to begin with to yep. lead, her, lead him to to do this heist thing. To oh man, and the old like uh, these rich people. First of all, the one like Ma- Maureen Stienberg, uh, Stienberg and, um killing her husband and shooting herself because of her he. he fucking bradley cooper incepted her with this idea that uh, the sun is like talking to her from heaven and that we'll be yeah. together soon and she can't wait she can't wait mm-hmm. and honestly i think impatience is everyone's everyone's flaw in this movie except for uh Blanchett, <laughs> who has the most patience um she's the only impatient person everyone else i mean she's the only patient everyone else is impatient Except for the women, I guess. So it'll be uh, Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara. Now, Rooney Mara has, like I said, the problem is that we we needed more from her. But I never got impatience out of her. Um, But everyone else is completely impatient. The super rich guy who has controlling and everything, super impatient. I I mean, mean, he
2: literally says I can pay for whatever I want. Right. And you're like, Jesus
1: Christ. Okay. Right. The way he expects it, the way he can't even go down on his knees when the plan is going well at surprisingly well somehow at that point, And then it goes away. Um, very impatient. Obviously, the, the, the other way trying to kill themselves and shit. Very impatient to get there. You know, she, that's her problem. Like she's incepted, you know, cannot think of her, of, of her son and Bradley Cooper. Of course, you know, uh, Carlisle, um, <laughs> impatient with every single mark he's doing. Like yeah. he just like, come on, dude. And, uh, and that was, like, everyone's biggest, I don't want to say sin, but the uh, biggest problem, for sure, you know? Yeah. He's to the
2: devil. I would agree 100%. Yeah. Um,
1: now, and the two, the two, like, oh, Jesus, I mean, what a life is uh, the ending. I knew exactly where it was going.
2: Oh, yeah. I knew 100%. The, the moment he gets in the train. I
1: didn't know this movie, how this movie was going to end until he stepped off that train.
2: Uh, well, he steps on the train, I saw it when he gets to the chicken coop, and I was like, this movie's something like this. A
1: hundred percent. Oh, okay. I, uh, I, I did have a thought when he was in there, like, is he going to eat a chicken and be a geek? Yeah.
2: So I watched it with uh, my wife, right? And yeah. uh, she was like, how, she, she started laughing. She was <laughs> like, huh, he would be stuck with chickens. Yeah, yeah. Poetic. No, i love too. And, yeah. she, and she was like, how poetic. Like, And I was like, yeah, it's ending this way. A hundred percent. Oh. And I yeah. was like, you're right there. And then obviously, he steps off, and you see that scene where he's, uh, what is it he's uh, uh around the hobo fire am i
1: correct yeah well i mean that's not that's stuff i mean talk about like a, a major betrayal of his of his own self he gets rid of his dad's watch for a, oh yeah for, for a, a snort as they call yeah. it called yeah yeah daniel i'm like oh yeah i'm like i know exactly now i know that this movie will not surprise me <laughs> like anymore yeah, yeah yeah and i was just seeing how it works out and, you know, you, you still wonder, like, maybe he can talk himself into a way like, because he knows what's happening, because he knows this ringleader guy is going to pitch him to do the selling thing, you know, the, the manipulation of him being a geek. Like, maybe he knows how to be, like, get away or get around that. And maybe he becomes a ringleader. I don't know. Like, maybe he'll trick himself into it because he knows the, the he knows how it works. Yeah. Right. Uh, William Dafoe told him, word, step by step, exactly how this guy was going to do it. And then the guy does it step but he got rid of his watch yeah yeah it was over for him yeah yeah he had no fight nothing in him to do it yeah he is complete depression complete he's worth nothing complete he lost everything and it's all his fault complete everything
2: yeah i would say i would say for sure for sure the uh the turning point in the movie not that that probably should have already known that he's a complete or not asshole and just uh kind of like a just only cares for himself person right yeah is uh is finally when they show the um the flashback of him killing his dad um once you see that flashback uh it's it it, it shows you everything that he's kind of deserved of you know like he did all this with his he killed his father he tried to start a new life he was already you know doing it on bad terms you know yeah. And Carbo catches up to somebody, you know, um, and stuff like that. Very much. Well, so. it's just
1: like that. the core being of Carlisle is that we were, we were duped in the first half of the movie, maybe more than that, but let's just say the first half, uh, or yeah. at least the circus scenes, that he was a good person trying to make it. Yeah. That was wrong from the beginning. The very fact that the movie opens with the fire in the body, and then we get the flashback of oh, Jesus, oh, the, oh, the cruel thing. I'm not saying the guy that I'm sure the father deserved it in some, but you the, he did it that's the point he did it in that way so callously cold i mean literally cold he dies with coldness um you know sets up exactly who he was the whole time so right. even though the movie doesn't show you that he took a bottle from the red cover instead of the blue one or the black one what is it? blue i think um the good alcohol but like, in case, because you know, the movie kind of sets it up in a way where, like, maybe he did. I mean, finally, he's old. Maybe he did exactly drink himself down. Right. You could. That could be too. You know, I thought that. But the whole—that's the whole point of that flashback. You know, point put in that third. Oh act. yeah,
0: hundred yeah. percent.
1: You know, you know for sure the movie doesn't have to go flashback to him picking up from the red. You know he did. You know he took the opportunity. That means everything. His future entirely with Monimara. And and being, supposedly being in love, and then um, being in Philadelphia, his success—all that is built on this foundation of lies—and also like him being a horrible person. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and hi- him hiding it, you know, that's a yeah. true deceit going on. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Um. Very good, and a very weird, deserving, fucked-up ending where he's laughing and crying. He almost channels the Joker a little bit in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit. I'm talking about um fucking Joker. Um, a lot of laughing and going on that one. Uh, yeah, very fucked up. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm well, Thanks for that. Everyone's no one wins. Got it. Yeah, um, I have a
2: question for you. Um, yeah. Do you think that uh, I don't? I didn't pay too much attention. Do you think he, uh, he kills off uh, David Strethens? or uh, Pete. The character do you think he kills him off with the wrong bottle of alcohol?
1: What do you mean? Do do I think who does kills he
2: give him the does he give him the right bottle of alcohol? Like just alcohol?
1: No, I think he gives him the wrong bottle.
2: You think he gives him the wrong bottle?
1: I know for yeah. sure actually. I you feel know,
2: like the movie's
1: know. language kind of says it for sure. But
2: I, I, I feel so too and I feel like I got the answer, especially when uh he says bye to Tony Collette, right? Um uh Zina, right? Mm-hmm. Uh when he and, and she you want the book back? She's like, no, you earned it. You, oh, you think uh, she knows? Uh, no, when she says it, I don't think she knows. Oh, okay. okay but so when I mean. she says it, it's like the way she says it for me was like, I don't think she knows, but I think it was like, the way she said it. Well, I was like, It was like,
1: well, it's like if it was in the back of her mind, him offering the book back kind of relieves it. It's like he's protecting himself. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, I mean, that is a foreshadowing to the same thing he does with Kate Blanchard. Like, no, you keep the money. Even if you don't want it, hold on to it for me. It's like the same thing.
2: Right, yeah. Right. Oh, very much so, yeah.
1: He's future protecting himself from some sort of scrutiny by saying, like, well, here is the very nature of why I'm here. You can have it for now. He call to it. Exactly, yeah. He's doing that salesman trickery shit. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Except with K Blanchett, doesn't work out at all. <laughs> um, he doesn't even get to run away with the singles. You know, he leaves it all on the, on the floor. Um, but I, I did worry, I mean, not worry bad, worry in general that like he was going to get K Blanchett killed and like, well, maybe if he doesn't get ring for Richard Jenkins' death, it will be hers. Right. but Like, no, she gets out of it. I'm like, now she I mean she's the only one like, really I mean, I won't say I guess out on top, I guess, because she makes all this extra money. But like, yeah. T- definitely weird. Well, um she
2: yeah. almost like also got revenge for or from him. Yeah. For her, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In a um, weird fucked up way. And I, I wonder what kind of restraint Guillermo del Toro or the, write, or the other writer I Fair Name um, had to have to um, avoid from, like, showing Rooney Mara arriving at the circus, like, back home. Mm. You know, we didn't get that scene. I'm not saying we should have. No, wrong. I'm when the movie
2: was portrayed. A movie can be no. very
1: tempted to show that as the last one, as the last yes. scene or something like that. Yeah, i'm like i'm just, i mean no it's good the way it ended because it's really fucked up you want to end on that note i get it 100%, but like oh yeah. such restraint though to, oh, th- to show that
2: I, you know but i think i think he's i mean, he's a he's a director uh he's 100 was like he, he was dedicated to just showing it from perspective of bradley cooper i just if i yeah. saw that it would have taken away
1: from him. well obviously oh. the circus also got brought down too
2: you know, and they did say that. Yeah, it almost yeah. like he
1: almost because does it,
2: save himself because he says uh, that 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 w- that circus was folded in or something, right?
1: Yeah,
2: uh, taken over by another group or something like that. The, the guy's not over, something him. like
1: that. Yeah, and, and Tony Collette like makes it her own. She just does her own business thing, right? She's in the newspaper.
2: Is that what? Is that who it was? Tony Collette was in the newspaper. Yeah, it
1: was her name.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. It was As like an the,
1: advertisement or something. So, like, yeah. So I think uh, she makes it on her own thing, with the tarot reading. I think yeah, yeah. that's what it looked like to me. So it seemed like she went off to do her own thing, possibly with Winema. But I don't know. Uh, there, I'm assuming because time has passed, and we don't know how much time has passed between um, him leaving Philadelphia and him arriving to find the newspaper. Right. A lot of time has passed because he has a beard and everything, so I don't know how much. It does, yeah. yeah. He looks like a fucking geek, a geek, a geek in waiting. Is what he is. Oh uh, yeah,
2: hundred percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love the uh, the 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 title of the movie. It's said once, I think, in the whole movie. The what? And it's the title of the movie.
1: Oh, the Nightmare title. Uh, I think twice. Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, I I remember once, distinctively, with uh, Willem Dafoe when he's yep, explaining the first like, one. where do you, where do you get geeks from? Yeah. And He says Nightmare Alley. He's like, oh yeah, Nightmare Alley. This is He just kind of rambles off a couple areas, right?
1: And, yeah, because uh, he knows you, when you. Nightmare Alley is a state of being. When you see a guy with the state of being, that's what he's talking about. I oh guess no no no! Yeah. I know I know what he's saying. One hundred percent. I'm just it's just it's you know interesting well i didn't know that i really thought that it was like every like it's almost like there's a springfield for every state or something like that like oh maybe everywhere is a nightmare alley well he means like the most downridden alley and that, like a little place though i really you know i didn't know until for sure later
2: yeah oh oh no no no, no. yeah yeah i i i thought i are in agreement with that 100 i didn't know until the end of the movie that's what it means
1: got it okay cool. right
2: okay, okay okay cool i thought i i thought yeah, yeah. But yeah I think someone
1: out there might be listening. Like, oh, I thought it was a real. I don't know. No, just I, just I like actually
2: hundred percent during the beginning of the movie when he says Nightmare Alley, I was like, yeah. oh, it's probably like the shittiest alley in the city or something. That's right, what it's I like thought. the
1: opposite of Well Light District or hundred percent there. It would be <laughs> like,
2: uh, what is that? A uh, uh, place, uh, uh in uh, L.A. Um, Skid Row. It'd Skid Row. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That works. Like Row, that
1: works. Right?
2: That works. That works. Yeah. Okay. That's where I thought it was at first. Until you, I guess. Where when you see them homeless and everything like that, and I, that's when it makes more
1: sense. Yes,
2: you're like, yes. yeah, that's your state of being. It's yeah. Fucked
1: up, yeah. very fucked up. Um, but uh I over got nothing else on it. But it's a good movie. It's a good flick. It's a the depressing as fuck, bleak. But it is. Uh, I, I, w- I would say. I expected you... that going in. So like,
2: <laughs> yeah, I did too. I would say. Um, I think he takes a little bit long to flush out some of the stuff at the beginning. So, but besides that, it's yeah, it's
1: good. I like the yeah. Movie I mean, yeah, we I mean, we were thinking. I mean, this could be part of the whole like rope a dope thing. He's trying to like slide us. Oh
2: no, I, the whole movie is it's it's all about fucking fucking us over.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's Gomez. Who is Kate, Kate Blanchard? He's channeling Kate Blanchard. <laughs> yes, Making this yeah. movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I also love how he puts Ron Perlman and everything he's doing. I'm like, yep. he's was oh, yeah. waiting. I was just waiting for Ron Perlman. Oh yeah, yeah, he's too. Yeah. I'm like, if he's not in it, then he died, and I just missed the news. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's in the newspaper picture of uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, man. Although I did expect Ron Parma to come back and, like, fucking beat the shit out of him. I never did. I never did. But I, I expected that at some point. Yeah. You know, he did threaten that. Um, all right. That's it for Nightmare Alley. Check it out. It's still in theaters. Uh, you'll get tickets for sure with Spider Man out there. Um... We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our last last film of the evening, which is on Netflix. It's called Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, Let's find out what that's about. Stay with us.
0: Hello. Hi. Welcome. I'm Jonathan Larson. I am 29 years old. I work at the Moondance Diner. Check okay. One sec. Do we take reservations? No, we do not take... We're, we're a diner. I have an original rock musical.
1: Hey, boy genius.
0: And I have spent the last eight years of my
1: life writing. He's getting out. You're gonna be rich and famous. And rewriting.
0: you crack it yet? Oh, I'm getting so close.
1: And rewriting.
0: Can I hear it? Any day now. Eight years! And the time keeps ticking.
1: Tick, tick. You need to ask Are you letting yourself be led by fear or by love? Fear! 100% fear! On the cusp of his 30th birthday, a promising young theater composer navigates love, friendship, and the pressures of life as an artist in New York City. This is Tick Tick Boom. Uh, I'm not gonna say boom, We though I just said it, because it has an exclamation mark. Um this and movie a stars <laughs> Yes, that's right, and in bold too. Uh this movie stars um Andrew Garfield, um Alexandra Shipp, Robin De Jesus, Vanessa Hudgens, Joshua Henry, Jonathan Mark Sherman, um Michaela J. Um, I'm gonna definitely mention Bradley Whitford, who I you know he's aging well, by the way, for an old man. Um, hmm. yeah, a bunch of people. And this movie is, um, it's a, it's a biopic, actually. And biopic musical, I guess you could say. And it's uh not much of a musical, but it is still, I, can, I think, barely a musical. And this movie is, um, based on a book by, or based on the musical made by the same character that Andrew Garfield's playing, Jonathan Larson, screenplay by Stephen Levinson, and obviously directed by Lynn Manuel Miranda, um, who's had quite the year. Obviously, nothing will ever top his Hamilton success, probably in his entire life. But like I will say, though, the, this year his inclusions in Encanto and his earlier work in the Maiden, i Maiden Heights, uh, what's that movie called? Heights something in the, in the Heights. Heights. In the Heights, Maiden Heights is a brand name. I always confuse those two. Um, yeah, in the Heights he did earlier this year, and and in this one. So he's quite. The, he's 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 everywhere this year. Mm-hmm.
2: He is, actually, which is mm-hmm. good. I mean, he's staying
1: busy. so. De- definitely, definitely. Um Okay, so um I'm going to start with myself on this one. And uh going into this film, I, I knew nothing of what it was. It wasn't until the movie started. Like, I mean, I knew nothing before going in. And then I realized what it was. And I knew it was a musical based on, well, I figured it would be because it was Lin-Manuel Miranda, of course. But also, I didn't know it was a biopic. I didn't know if it was original or not i didn't know even if it was a biopic like if it's original if it's like an interpretation of something um i also didn't know like uh so many things about it right but uh after five minutes i'm like oh okay and i was skeptical because i realized like oh this is a biopic Mm -hmm. and i was like oh man you know i know that luke loves biopics but i'm the opposite and i'm not great into musicals either as we've all we've admitted on this show when I, I felt
2: the same. Exactly.
1: Musicals are like the last place genre. I think on both our lists, give or take
2: hundred uh, percent. I hate to say it. It is hundred yeah. percent. Right.
1: And right. No, not, not matching the, the genre, just not our taste. Um, so I'm like, Oh man, I really hope I don't hate this movie. That's all I was going for. Not hating this movie, but man, I ended up loving this movie. Not low key. High key. Uh, I really, <laughs> really, really dug this film. Um, Andrew Garfield surprised me actually a little bit because I, I mean, I haven't been surprised by him in a little while. I mean, clearly he, this is a good role for him and I didn't expect it to be a good role for him, but it just fucking worked. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say though, I mean, the, the pieces that made, uh, Andrew Garfield stand out is really not the singing pieces, not to say he's bad at it. It's just that the drama stuff is what really is what he can really sink his teeth into. And, um, he did really well. And I, I didn't know this much about this. Um, what's his name? I I guess. Jonathan Larson, the the real person, you know, I knew a little bit about him, Um, his success of Rent. That's how I knew him. I've both seen Rent and the movie and the musical. And I've, you know, seen the original Boam by the International Orchestra, you know, whatever theater group from Spain or something, you know, so like, I know pretty well the material that he's known more for, but sure. I never knew his earlier stuff. And this is about the earlier days. Um. And I really, really dug it. And uh, as much as I constantly hate seeing fucking stories from New York, because it seems like all the movies are made in there. Um, I really dug this one and uh, the way they use New York. Um, I don't mean the visuals. I mean, the the, the living there, the, the way it was in the 90s and 80s mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, I think it really worked really well. It's of a piece. It's both a period piece, but also a flashback movie um, at the same time, because it's reminiscing uh, all the time, and it just makes it somehow work. And I really dug the, mu- the music in general. Um, I can't remember a piece right now off the top of my head, but I really enjoyed every single aspect of this movie. And not just Under Garfield; all, all the all the other actors as well. Um, what did you think? Um, I'm,
2: I'm in a mirror, a hundred percent. We were already talking about it about just not liking the genre as much as you know others and stuff like that. It's um, but I dug it. Um, I actually, you know, what's funny is that so I can't remember if you're the one who told me or if somebody else told me this is based on the guy who did rent.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I, I really can't remember. And I swear, I going into it and I was just like, Is this rent? And I was mm-hmm. like, Is this like <laughs> the guy who did rent? Like, I, yeah, and then I was like, Because his name sounds familiar, right? And then I'm just like, I'm just like going through the motions. I was like, Is this is this the movie? Like, I, I'm like, well, i watching it, and I'm like. It feels so much like it, right? And I'm like, I'm like, okay. And then because they're talking about a lot of AIDS, and they're talking about a lot of my, like about stuff, right? Right. And which I just reminds like, you of Rans. Yeah. Which reminds me of Rans, Yeah, 100. And I was like, yeah. Is it, I just can't remember, right? And then he's got like one. I forgot the song because I don't. I'm horrible at remembering any songs, um, but. It it just reminded me very similar to like. uh
1: Oh no! Yeah, I know. I know exactly the rock, the the little rock guitar part. Like, is this is this like a, a rent song? Uh, right. And so, I'm yeah. like, oh, it's not because, uh, but but also it's inspired by the same. It's also who inspired that. by the right. who so Exactly.
2: Sense. So right, exactly. And and then I'm like, okay, but so I was like, okay, and to be honest, with you, I was off put. I I was off put for the first for the first song. And I was like, oh, it's gonna be cheesy. I was like, Jesus. Like,
1: uh,
2: <laughs> and I, it really was. I was like, ugh. Oh, like I'm just
1: oh no, yeah, I, I understand what you mean.
2: And I was just like, I'm like already over it. <laughs> like, I was like, well, I gotta watch it, like, fucking Oscar, right? <laughs> and um, but but like you said, but like you said, um, very much um I was actually I actually like Andrew Garfield in this movie a lot, and um I think uh his best performance is in the drama, right? Um, but at the same time, there is it's like when he's doing that. One when he's doing the, the 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 one play thing and he's like
1: talking. oh yeah he's telling the story to an audience story, right? and that part is like the
2: the way he delivers everything obviously the music is fine but the way he delivers everything else especially that one uh, between the two couples between the two girl uh, him and the girl
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: not to spoil anything but um, it's that yes. was a very part of a very very good scene for both those actors um, especially him he did a really great job in that one um, at least for me right and um i i dug it i quite dug it um and you know what i didn't get bothered by the new york thing maybe because i haven't seen so much of new york stuff i guess i'm so used to at least watching a, a movie or two every i mean so that's often. half the reason i don't
1: want to see west side story half the reason
2: well <laughs> it's what's funny is that i just feel like it's i feel like i'm not bothered by it because I, I used to watch them all the time and i used to be bothered by it. i was like oh, okay pick a different city you know but like now yeah. i'm just like, yeah. this one didn't didn't bother me too much um i guess maybe because it wasn't like it was new york but it was also like it was like yeah like but it was like a moment where they're like the movie even tells you like just get over it i guess this is what it is this is how it is you
1: know here no right yeah i like, say. i mean i was worried about going in but it wasn't like oh
2: so i didn't have that issue because like, i didn't know what i was or, watching <laughs> so, or like, like
1: or like starting, like, uh, the first 10 minutes were the roughest for me because I didn't know what the hell I was going into. So I guess yeah. in those 10 minutes, right? Yeah, for oh, for, like, sure, for sure. Yeah. But after that, I was like, nope, I'm down. I mean, obviously, I'm not really going to let the setting of a place ruin a movie. I just I, in general don't I, like.
2: You know, you know who I felt like in the movie? It's, it's sad to say is that that jock guy who came into to the party and he's like into the music.
1: Oh my, god, like, yes, yeah. oh my god! Yes! Oh my god! Yes! I felt like is, I, I felt like him that.
2: because I was like, I'm obviously not art, like I'm not artsy enough to like.
1: I've literally be, been in the same situation. Not as head, I, not I've as never jogger. been.
2: I've never been in the same situation as any of these people, right? Really? Boy, never? I, no. I oh man. Out, not. I've never put myself like that in a situation like that. I've never put put in a situation like that. I don't have any artsy friends at all. I the what I did is I don't have. A, I'm not friends with them anymore.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's chaotic so like um, i've never
2: i've never gone to anything the closest i've gone to is be at a bar with them or something but that scene is the one i related to the most <laughs> i bet you did which is fine <laughs> but like i never like I, I feel like i was like oh yeah. i'm totally that guy because i'm like this is dope you guys do this all the time like you know kind of like yeah i thought he's about a jock but i would be in that situation i guess i would be that i would be him you know
1: yeah
2: um so yeah it was it was, it was a it was an interesting moment to watch and then you see him later in the movie also but
1: yeah. yeah no I had like a, a memory core activated oh, when, did that, you? when that <laughs> scene happened um, cuz I've I obviously I've been in the artist point of view and and that scene I wasn't never the, I've never been a jock in my entire life. um or anything like Other Neither
2: that, have I, was just which to hear.
1: no yeah you neither I I've um,
2: jockey artist.
1: So. Right. Um, and uh, but I have seen um, the douche the douchebaggery of like you know the like the ex, this external thing coming into our internal thing. And I've seen that and I, you know, we've all like made fun of it or like ignored them or whatever. And we've also done the other ways, like when sometimes um one of our artist friends brings in their their partner, right? And that mm-hmm. person is so out of left field different, like a jock or something. And yeah. then we try to include them instead. So it's like a harder, weirder process of being trying to get them into the into the thing because we want them to like not feel bad, you know, unless they're being of douchebags, of course. No, of
2: course, if they're being douchebags. Mercilessly
1: railing him, yeah. Right. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, you were saying?
2: Yeah, no, and I, I dug the movie, and I dug um, a little self, uh, you know, uh, not a little self-aware, highly self-aware, but um, I feel like the movie, um, I feel like, uh, I, I, I over-like what it says, even though it's a biopic, right? hmm um, I feel it's very, and this is the same thing with runs. It just feels very uh, relatable, I guess. You know, nothing, um, nothing felt like. I feel like some such situ- many situations you've been in, or many, you know, you've dealt with, you take for granted. You do this, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, um, I think that's what I think that's where the movie works, you know, or why the musical works also. Um, yeah, but I dug it. I did. Dug, I did dig it. And I, I even told Ashley that she probably would like the
1: movie. Cause uh, she caught me like towards oh, the end of it. I think she would. I believe really rec- I would yeah, recommend I, I, 100%, it. A hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. And it's funny cause, um,
2: even the dreading, I never had that issue where the, the 30th birthday thing, mm-hmm. um, I never felt like that. But oh, I yeah, know. Right. I do know people who are like that very much. So, yes. and you know, or, or were like that cause we're already in our thirties, but, but, uh, yeah. so it's, for me, it's funny cause I mean, I've never, never felt like that. So it's interesting. Um, yeah, yes.
1: I, I definitely have had feel never as powerful as as what he's going through, honestly. But no. I've had that feeling for sure. Um
2: Yeah, so it's just I mean, I, I just find it, it it felt very relatable for something that technically wasn't in my time, but it it's close enough, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's I don't know it's like they're yeah. the age of like the the friends and you know from the show friends
1: right that's where the movie feels very time capsuley and period because it, like it this only happens if you're up in the 80s and i guess or you know early 90s you know where people were dying from AIDS. like the AIDS thing is the, the marker um yeah
2: very much so yeah and I, the, the I,
1: movie uses that as a marker actually i think yeah. really sublime like really well doesn't point it out too much but yeah it's still like a big I, factor
2: i agree with that a hundred percent that and the use of
1: obviously phones um, <laughs> oh right yeah. okay well uh, <laughs> yeah but there's a lot more time of phones uh, no there is but I'm saying like you know the phone booths
2: and the calling of the restaurant and like house right, phones right. and stuff like that yeah. and like hold on this is a very important one and I'm not to ruin anything but like losing electricity in your phone line still works because it's technically connected to a different thing
1: <laughs> yeah okay. yeah that was so very like, specific
2: that's it's very specific if you don't know that like yeah, it's true right. that's how it worked yeah. before yeah. now it doesn't everything's voice over internet mm-hmm.
1: so yeah, F- yeah wow. totally. Um, yeah, but you know, this movie is relentless and it's like... I don't want to say wholesomeness because this movie is. Not, I mean, it has dark places. It has. <laughs> it dark feels like it should
2: be though, because of the type of
1: music. It's going but it, on. it's so right, exactly. Um Because you know, because that's. I mean, it's based on the wonderful thing about this is that it's not based on accounts. I mean, I'm sure it is, but I'm saying it's not based on accounts. It's not based on a book. The fact that it's based on a play, we're watching an adaptation of a play more than we're watching a biopic period movie, and I think that's where that difference. I think that's in the yeah, filmmaking I would in the agree with style that. of the story. That's why I really dug this movie uh, against other more typical biopics because yeah. they are trying to be biopics. This movie is adapting a play and that in itself just made that made that difference better. It right. made the personal that. nature of that play that he this, the uh, Tick, tick, boom is the name of the play. Yeah. Um, the fact that, uh, you know, he wanted to, you know, uh, write something personal and all this stuff about his life during this time of his play before that and um just made it all feel way more personal and interesting
2: yeah yeah i i also feel like um the because it's like that it was already perfected like the, the play was already you know done that maybe not perfected but it was already done it was made it was obviously liked you know stuff like that so like the fact that you have that going for it already
1: well he still needed okay. a second act uh song there
2: oh dude fucking procrastination <laughs> to the last minute of um Hundred, that's crazy. Uh, I thought I was a procrastinator. I mean, doesn't that he was procrastinating. He just couldn't I still, get I it. I still do
1: that. I write all my shows at the, the weekend. Before, well,
2: it's just crazy. <laughs> it just, like, it just makes sleep. Yeah. it's just the fact that he just yeah. couldn't get it. It's so funny.
1: Yeah. No, I, I get that feeling. You know, a, a lot of uh, they're calling that like a I don't know if it's neurodivergent or ADHD or something, but it's very it's a common thing now. Yeah. where um, people wait till the last minute to do write a paper, write a paper, or write a thesis, or write something. Right. Um. Yeah. Um. I think we should uh, get into spoilers. So we can talk about more of the actual details of this movie. Agreed. Um. In earnest. So let's do that. Starting now. And now,
0: ladies and gentlemen, we present you with scenes from a modern romance, as told in song.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I. I'm not allowed to talk about
0: my needs. What needs?
1: Did I say that? You
0: didn't have to say it, it's implied. How is it implied? You're the artist and I'm the girlfriend. That's how you feel, right? I feel bad that you feel bad about me feeling bad about you feeling bad about what I said about what you said about me not being able to share a feeling. Can we talk about this later, please? When, Jonathan? When is later? Not tonight. If I thought that what you thought was that I hadn't thought about sharing my thoughts, in my re- reaction to your reaction to my reaction would have been more revealing i have been rehearsing all day i have been up since four this morning i have been trying to write a song for a week and i am nowhere i was afraid that you'd be afraid if i told you that i was afraid of intimacy i've been telling you how unhappy i am for months you don't have a problem with my problem Maybe the problem's simply codependency Everyone's unhappy in New York! That's what New York is! I was wrong too. Say you were wrong too. Say I was wrong about You being wrong When you rang to say that The me. ring was a wrong thing to bring If I meant what I said when I said Rings bored me I don't know how to get through to you anymore You keep shutting me out You keep putting up these fences I'm not, I'm not shutting you out You're a million miles away
1: All the time Actually,
0: I'm right here
1: are you, Jonathan? Actually, because I know you. They all die. <laughs> oh, oh, um, I don't know who's there by now, but two, uh, two, uh, two at least, maybe. Um, man, what a... Okay, how uh, I put this? Okay, so what was the most interesting um, or most relatable, maybe, relationship that you saw in the movie? Because um, he has a few friends. He has his girlfriend, of course. He also has um, his um, theatrical connections there. You, you know what's funny is that so I I almost like like them all
2: equally. It's so weird because I find that so relatable. Your work friends being your really close friends at the same time, but being still your work friends. You know, like in a weird mm-hmm.
0: way. Yeah.
2: Um, your girlfriend. You know, try to move on and grow together and stuff like that. Um, your best friend. Um, always making time for each other but at the same time you're growing apart but at the same time not really you know you're trying to do everything mm-hmm. I, I find i found all of them relatable like um you know maybe 10 years ago i wouldn't right but uh maybe only one of them or two of them um but i think i find the relationship between him and his friend the best um and it's weird because it's just subtle it's just there mm-hmm. is there that's probably the closest relationships i have also i have to friends just like that you know who i've known since forever um and then it's just i can literally not talk to them for i literally don't talk to one of them for like a couple months and then he popped out of nowhere and then we're hanging out like if we just hung out yesterday right. zero issues you know we know each other i can tell if there's something wrong he can tell something wrong with me all those little things you know um you know. i i could totally ignore him and something that he said and then like a week later be like hold on did you really say that to me he's like dude that was a week ago and i'm like <laughs> Wait, like but like you know and it's just like that i found that right. very relatable um because you know you're in your own head sometimes your own you're on your own problems your own issues and you know people know that to get in your way sometimes or whatever the case is yeah um, yeah and it's it's crazy that i found that very very relatable um a 100% relatable
1: yeah no that, that, was, that, that, that was exactly what element. i would have said i said i would have said that exactly what you said about like they all feel on the same level of like the connectingness to them relatableness and um and uh, the movie kind of puts them all there at the same time. It's like it really doesn't focus a lot on the girlfriend, doesn't focus a lot on the friend, doesn't focus a lot. It, like,
2: no one gets more than the other. <clears throat> no, it just, I just felt very natural.
1: And uh, what it really focused on is, uh, right, his headspace, which you kind of mentioned, like, you know, the whole tunnel vision. Of uh of I, know, I couldn't then, grasp then.
2: the concept of time in this movie, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, no, I, I had trouble with that, honestly. And uh, that might have been more on purpose, obviously, because I uh, think so too. I mean,
2: besides the last week when they're counting on the days, but right. besides that.
1: That's true. Yeah. Uh even, even getting there so early, like no one here. It's like it does starting two hours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. He's like, Oh sh-. I mean, he literally like the sigh of relief on him was
1: like, dude. I felt that sigh of relief with him too, like, oh shit, no one's here. Fuck. Right. I was like, oof, that's rough. And like that agent sucks. It's so weird. That agent, um, that turns out to be not a terrible agent, I guess. Um, but I was like, so expecting that. Um, but yeah. And, you know, um, I would say one, one thing. I don't know if you ever felt this one particular rough. I'm not, I would never consider myself necessarily an artist, but I have strived for it. And, um, there's, there's so much anxiety I got from, from this movie of, um, of, I don't want to say the deadline stuff. I felt that before, and I definitely felt it in this movie. That, that's, I mean more of um, the, like, backing up your own, like, point of view and your perspective on, on what you're trying to make. Um, a lot of that, like, in the writing of it, like, the anxiety of, like, because I saw all the signs, like, I mean, from the very first second uh, of, like, He's gonna like ignore everyone. This relationship's uh, gonna fall apart, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I, I know mean, exactly where this is going." And I felt, "Oh, stop it!" You know, way it's too hurt. chipper. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't feel. But it wasn't like just because it was obvious. It was like, "Oh, I can feel exactly why," mm. and uh, I, I probably I felt that from this guy as well. Okay, um, that felt very relatable. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, but what? Uh, so, did the movie get to you emotionally?
2: Uh, yeah at one point, and, yeah, and he, especially with the girlfriend, I think he okay. got me too emotional, and then with the best friend as well, um which is funny because not as close with the f- the friends from work, because I think the
1: movie even i guess him himself in his headspace he doesn't put as much attention as he should right right um, I mean he I mean he has a whole thing about the biggest thing I got from that is um you know it's like, oh, shit I have to write this song, and but my my one of my friends is in the hospital yeah. right from this AIDS thing and he doesn't go you know right away anyway yeah but yeah anyway yeah that was uh, right. the most we got out of that yeah i know so i mean i yeah it's interesting so i don't know no the, um, the best friend got me really hard actually um, yeah the
2: best friend got me really hard yeah for sure
1: um, i'm like okay this movie wins emotional movie of the year
2: um, <laughs> yeah it does i mean it's funny because like i mean now you would get a facetime call like you wouldn't get out of yeah, you wouldn't probably. get a, I'm going to show up at your doorstep looking probably. like shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, it's just honesty, you know, or um, I'm going to beat you, you know, or like,
1: whatever the case is, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. But no, the, the, I don't even mean like one scene of the friend. I mean, like the whole third act relating to the friend. I, yeah. I I was emotional. No,
2: there's a, there's a big, like almost like a redemption arc between them.
1: Yeah. Where, yeah. There uh, is. Yeah. Where where he he admits what's going on and then there's an admittance back and then you find out it's AIDS and then you find out it's like the heart of that and then yeah. and then it's not just like the scene that them to, or even the scene where like sometimes we get a cutaways of just a friend I mean like also the, his interpretation of it that he's telling to the crowd also got to me like I'm like fine yeah
2: it's, that's uh, that's you know that's very key it's very self-aware yeah. yes um, so it's yeah that was really, that was really key because it's funny because it's the same mm-hmm. scene if I'm correct where he tells him that he's got AIDS it's the same scene where he's like give me a job right like I'll do anything right and um and he's like are you fucking crazy like why would you get a job like you know like he's like because i just got turned down after fucking eight years of this shit right basically or seven years or whatever yeah no doing.
1: yeah you put your heart and soul in it and it doesn't right go and the then someone
2: thing. goes all right we'll we'll love to see the next thing mm-hmm. you know and like dude that was that was heartbreaking but at the same time like it also felt very like uh, what did you expect in show business like i mean yeah yeah that's nice and all but your first hit, your first thing is going to be your hit. Like you got to, you you captivated them enough. What are you doing next? What do you, what do you, what do you, you got to, yeah. you got you to gotta make things, you know?
1: That, that reminded me of film school. They tell you that a lot where like, um, if and when you opt in for a spec script or anything like that, you, whatever you showed someone, you have to have like the next two ready. Right. Like one at least, like every kind of question about anything relates to like, what is the next thing? What else do you have? So we can get more, right? Out of, to understand more and all this stuff. You know, who are you selling to? You're selling yourself, and you do so by having the next two scripts ready. Yeah. Um, it, it, not even from the same show necessarily. It could just be a, a movie or whatever. And um yeah, you have to have that ready because people don't like. like oh, I don't have anything. This is just do anything I ever done. you know? yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear that. Um, yeah, and the, uh, you know, on the girlfriend end, the, the that song, the, the the second act, fucking heroin that's song, what song, got me. It's a perfect song. It's the best song perfect in the movie. Song. Oh yeah, it's so well in that movie in that scene. Uh-huh.
2: Oh no, the movie does a great job of like, or the you know, the whole thing, does a great job of like
1: even the transition from um, the actress singing the part to the actual girlfriend singing the part. Yeah, super worked. I'm like, that's why this girl's in this movie like <laughs> so, <laughs> that's you hired her for this movie right, right 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 that's Vanessa Hudgens yeah it's Vanessa Hudgens yeah I'm like okay that that's it that's that's probably the what what do you call it her um oh what's it called when they audition her audition is probably that song oh
2: <laughs> uh, yeah I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. yeah that was that was very very powerful for sure
1: yep that got to me and also another one that really got to me a lot um but in a positive I'm not positive I mean I'm not saying these are not those are all good things, in a sense, but they're sadder things. Um, this one is a more positive feeling um, that hit me really hard was um, when Sondheim calls them and leaves that voicemail, or not a voicemail because there's no voicemail back then, message on the machine, and um, which is <laughs> I almost laughed in that scene for a uh, wrong reason, but anyway. Um, it really hit me when he's like, after he did the play, because he saw Sondheim, you know, the great Sondheim saw him, saw his play, and um, gives him that validation yeah. gives him like this this immense fucking weight i don't want to say weight off his shoulders but like this it lifted him up you know yeah enough, and, 100%. yeah and that was like oh that was really good well, and that was i such think a, I, I felt I, it in his eyes you know well
2: see i think the scene before that is the agent telling her that telling him that right mm-hmm. and then he gets a call from right am i correct
1: yeah i think so yeah, yeah follows, the agent follows the order cool.
2: so like the, i like the agents better because i guess it's I felt like in the end there was the right people in the world there for him, right? Which is somebody like the Sondheim guy, right? Yeah. Who was, uh, t- but it's like telling you, like, validating you, and giving you yeah. that, like, giving you that real world advice. Like, listen, and like she even grabs the phone. You know, it's serious. She's not a speaker anymore. She's not multitasking, right? <laughs> right. She's right. It's hundred percent. She's hundred percent dedicated to you right now. Right. She's not Ghostbusters. What do you want? She's not Ghostbusters. What do you want? Exactly. She's very much just like I'm dedicated to you. So like. And she gives you like, like you got to know that this is, you know, this is just what's going to happen. This is, you know, yeah. and it's like, it's like worldly advice that you get. And it's like, you don't want to hear it, but it's something you need to hear. And it's like, right.
1: I was just about to say that it's, yeah. the, it's,
2: it's the information you need to hear. And obviously like if you ha- you have the right things, everything's, everything's in the right direction for you. The, the, the thing you need to do now is, is make something else.
1: You I mean, doing it's almost idea. like she wants to say so bad. This is still your origin story. You know, like, right. What's like what's you're happening? just
2: starting. What are you talking like? Gonna, quit already? like right. You're not going to, you're, you're, listen, you're not going to make your first thing is going to be the best thing. And then that's it. Like, no, that's not how it works. Like, I hate to say it. Right. But you're on the right track and you're going to do great things, obviously. Cause then you have people going on like, Hey, I wanted to work something with you. Hey, I want you know, I validates like, right. validate. And everything. Yeah.
1: I was going to say that, that what the agent tells him is what he needs to know. And then, what Sondheim tells him is what he wants to know
2: no, a hundred percent, but you know what he wants his, to his, hear but what his best friend
1: tells him is also uh, that yeah. just
2: just as strong,
1: yeah I would right. say. It's more, more just, It's more personal
2: so. oh, hundred percent more personal, it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's like somebody who's got your back hundred percent, you know,
1: yeah, for sure yeah like he, he kind of yeah, yeah, definitely, um, but uh, the part that I almost laughed from that scene where he leaves that um, message on the machine is that it it reminded me of, um, well, of this one Rick and Morty bit, but also of reality where like answering machines um, in the nineties and way later than they should have been used in movies are used for exposition. Um, It's a great way. It's a cheat to use for exposition when you want to dump information uh, and make it look natural. (laughs) And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, is this what's happening right now? It's cool. not, it's not at all. But yeah. it is um <laughs> but it reminded me of that. I'm yeah. Kind of laughed at that thing a little bit. Um inadvertently. But yeah, and then uh, you know, and then the last bit there is like, you know, my other worry into this movie, even halfway through, it wasn't a big worry. I'm like, will I ask myself that I wish for the making of Rent rather than the making of Tick Tick Boom, because mm. Rent is the uh, is the the big one. Not because I mean not just because it's popular, but I'm not a musical guy. I'm surprised I even saw Rent. Honestly, like back then, was into I, I the think golf,
2: Rent was like it. I think literally in everybody and so much in our face that I, us not seeing it would have been like a, literally us like boycotting it.
1: It definitely felt that way. But, you know, I, mean, but I I, think I know it did that... feel that way.
2: I, I literally could have sworn I felt like I saw yeah. rent everywhere. And yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't wanna, I don't even pay rent. Why the fuck would I want to watch it? You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just funny. I guess I was more surprised that I enjoyed it so much. Maybe that's what it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway. And because I, I only knew him from that. I didn't know his other stuff. And well, I know he but... died suddenly. I didn't know what he died of until this movie, of course. Which is um, crazy. I didn't even, an aneurysm. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I know that. And even get to see the, that's the really sad part. Is he doesn't even get to see how successful he really made this, this genre, this genre bending thing, yeah. which reminds me of the other thing, like what I mean, this movie also does a very delicate touch or a very delicate, d- delicately tells you the story of why this theater composer, this theater genius is a genius. What makes him? Um, that important uh, uh, for decades after, to you know, like what makes them iconic? What makes them uh, someone to be studied? What you know, all that stuff that you hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was gonna ask you, like, did you think that the movie portrayed that well? And I, I, for me, I would say that yes, it did, hundred percent, because of all this stuff I was saying. I'm like, we don't need to know how he made rent.
2: Yeah, I would agree with you, hundred percent. I think getting this one is was almost better
1: oh yeah Um, it has the most (laughs) complex.
2: just right no i just just for the fact that like i guess you see because we are i think it's if we were to get the red one it would be like okay i guess i expected it almost expected this you know but getting this one is like getting like okay well we already know what he made and you should just know how he eventually got to the product you know and Mm -hmm. it's like and it's interesting because I guess it's more of him, I guess, because especially since
1: Yeah, I that's you know, what makes it work as a he, biopic. Uh, right, exactly. Right. Yeah,
2: for the yeah. movie's sake. So
1: because if he had done rent, then we would be more bogged down into La Bohème and right. then the origins of the French thing, whatever it was, and blah blah blah. Right. Um, yeah. And obviously he would be much more established because Boom was a success. Yeah. As well. I just didn't never heard of it. Because I'm not a musical guy. So um but yeah. No, that's really made me appreciate uh even more. Of that musical and the movie, then uh, then I thought it would. Considering yeah. again, again, it's not about it. But yeah, the ending is like five quick minutes of like getting to the end of what happened to his life, and um, which is fine. It was appropriate. I think it was really nicely done. But yeah, I and also the other thing I could tell from this movie is that I could tell that Lin Manuel Miranda probably got a lot of his uh, inspiration from this guy. Uh, yeah, I, I could see. It seemed like a passion project. I yeah. mean, I mean, this is a guy who can. I don't want to say he can do anything he wants, but he can almost do whatever he wants, in and, and film, and probably theater, mm-hmm. because of Hamilton, of course. Right. Um, that you know, choosing to do this is obviously. I love when I love when I get to see that. Like when a mm-hmm. filmmaker hits it to a certain point, where they're like, "Okay, you did, uh, you did your T two, you did your sign, you did your six sense, you do whatever you want now." You know, like, yeah. And what they do next is almost always personal, interesting definitely fascinating usually original and a one of a kind in some way and this one is so yeah <laughs> totally dug it this is my favorite film of his i guess ever but yeah yeah it's pretty good really really good anything else you want to say on tick tick boom
2: i uh, no, you should probably watch it especially since it's on netflix
1: exactly all right that is it for our show you have been listening to what are we another movie podcast hmm. um Remember, we are a bi-weekly show. Um, We come out every other week, uh, every other Wednesday, I should say. Next time is going to be very weird. Um, What do you have for us, Ralph? All
2: right. So listen, next time we got two easy movies for you to watch because they're on Netflix. So if you didn't watch, if you don't get to, if you don't watch them, that's your fault because you're just lazy. You're a lazy piece of shit. (laughs) And those are (laughs) The Power of the Dog. Um, which um, has that one actor of the Cumberbatches. Um, yeah, only
1: Cumberbatch, I know.
2: Well, I mean, that you probably know. Not you personally, but somebody, right. you know. Right. Anyways, and then the other one is called The Hand of God. Um, the Hand which, of God. Yeah, which is, uh, who was the director again? I'm sorry. Uh,
1: oh, Paolo Sorrentino.
2: Yeah, Paolo Sorrentino, um, which is an Italian movie. mm mm-hmm. yeah so uh get your subtitle eyes ready and then um or if you speak italian i guess just i don't know just watch it normally and then the other movie you have to watch it in theaters but if you watch it on HBO max like guess you better have a good tv um it's uh matrix resurrects matrix that's right i have to pick this movie I mean, matrix is like a pivotal movie in my life definitely the, yeah, huge so movie. yeah huge 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 movie um so yeah i'm definitely into it
1: um Right. So those are the next picks for next time. The next show um, um, is the last show we're doing regarding like regular reviews. So Correct. about a week after the next show, we're gonna start our doing our top ten stuff. And as usual, we start with our top ten movies of the year, and all that stuff will happen then. So our season is ending, mm-hmm. and the top ten season starting. So get you know get your list out and stuff. Uh, well, it's very exciting. Can't wait. I haven't started yet. But I should start doing this one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. until then, I am Oscar. And I'm Ralph. See it. I'm-